on, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite swim bait podcast, Scales and Tails, episode 55 today. You know, big 55, it felt like we just recorded episode 50, and then, I mean, not that long ago, we recorded episode 30, and it's just coming full circle here as the year comes to a close. Um, almost almost been doing it a year, what was it, February 22nd was the first uh, episode posted, which seems like so long ago, but it also seems like not that long ago, because... I can name every single person I've had on. I feel like I remember every single conversation I've had with everybody. But um, uh, I don't know. We'll go we'll talk about more of that stuff later. But tonight I'm joined by Mr. Byron Childers. You guys probably probably know him by uh, from from social media and stuff. But I don't necessarily want to touch on what he does for work or anything just yet. We'll we'll get his life story and how he got into fishing, all that, and I'm sure we'll touch it on a later point. So. Mr. Childers, how how did you get into the vast world of, of fishing in general? Man, I was kind of born into it. Um, I was born in 84, which I'm sure is way earlier than you. Um, 20 years, a little, little less than okay, 20 years right. for me. I'm, I'm a, I'll be an old guy on the show. Uh, <laughs> um, my dad was, was always into tournament bass fishing. Uh, he was the president of the Memphis Bass Club for a couple years back in the you know, late seventies, early eighties. And man, they had me in a car seat under the console, you know, night. I was a baby. That's, that's freaking. that's a crazy come up. I mean, usually guys are always like, yeah, my dad took me fishing. Like when I was like five or six and I, and I caught bluegill, but nothing like that. Nothing that serious. To this day, I've never caught a bass on life bait. Like we've all just, it's been artificial you know, forever went co-angler in the BFL when I was uh, 13, 14. No, I think you had to be 16 to be a co-angler. Um, fished the kids tournament trail in Broward County, Florida, where I grew up um, for four or five years. And then when I was 16, uh, jumped in the BFLs as a non-boater for a few years and then went boater. So that, that kind of started my tournament deal. Damn. So, I mean, like you said, you've been around it more or less your whole life. Like never catching a fish on live bait. That is, that's crazy. Usually, I mean, I would say probably 97% of guys out there. I mean, obviously that's how like everybody gets their start unless they're born into a situation like you were like hardcore bass fishermen. And a lot of guys I talk to, I'm, I'm going to say, quote unquote older because a lot of the guys are older than me obviously but um they i mean bass fishing wasn't huge to a lot of guys back then so it's crazy to hear that it was that big to your family that you just like you hit the road running pretty much more or less yeah like didn't didn't have a choice (laughs) and then and then when i got to the age where i did have a choice i was i was really into it you know it they was something dad and i did together uh, we fished a lot of bass club tournaments together and, and regional stuff on Okeechobee and the Everglades growing up. Um, and then he, he passed away in 2011 and then I moved to Tennessee in 2013 and, uh, kind of took a break. I didn't fish for five or six years. And then, um, I guess it was. Uh, beginning of 18 i got back into it and and been been going hardcore ever since again yeah right um i i might have just skimmed over my head so you were born and you grew up in florida right so i was i was born in memphis tennessee okay. 
um, but grew up. I was little when we moved to South Florida, but yeah, spent spent twenty years down there. Um, shit, I think it was like eighty nine to two thousand thirteen. You know? Oh, geez. So I mean, you you grew up fishing some like flipping, pitching, doing all that good stuff like down there. You were you were fishing combat fishing probably down there, right? Oh, I, I didn't own a spinning rod. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I, I I bought those when I moved up here. So. <laughs> yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's funny. Um, I I grew up in Alabama, but I I didn't grow up in in a fishing culture like you did. My my dad had fished, but he had lived in Michigan his whole life. And when we moved down to Alabama, he wasn't huge into fishing down there. And then, like, if I would have grown up down there, it would probably have been the same exact way. You know, flipping stick. Never never really had a spinning rod. But oh, yeah. growing, up, growing up in Michigan, I mean, fuck, I probably fished my first four or five years the spinning rod, like you know, drop shot, doing, doing all the carry I mean, what did you say? I said Michigan. That's all you need, drop yeah. shot, and yeah, a drop shot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And yeah. and like when when the Ned rig got big, obviously fished that, and, and Ned rig mm-hmm. and and drop shot were and tubes. Tubes were another huge thing that I grew up doing. And I caught a lot of big fish. My my official P, smallmouth PB is still uh, five eight nine on a tiny tube on a little two and a half inch tiny tube, ah. and it's it's crazy to to think of the way I used to fish. And then I just probably around sixteen is when I got into swim baits and looking back at it, like oh my gosh, like I can't believe I didn't get into this before. Like I can't believe I did this or didn't do this earlier. It's so crazy to think about. Yeah. And, what uh so did you was the swim bait scene like something that you had known about when you guys were in southern florida no not at all i had a eh, i had a buddy of mine um justin hanold who is the he's the the west coast skeeter rep now but he had moved from california to south florida in our neighborhood and he joined our bass club and he was doing all that california swim bait stuff and we made fun of him and uh he finally just started lying to us you know like yeah yeah no i I caught him on a shaky head you know and we're like okay we knew you were full of shit you know now two years ago Uh forward i had to call justin and apologize (laughs) i'm like bro i i get it and i am trying to find the bottom of this rabbit hole and haven't and he's like yep now you understand all you assholes made fun of me in south florida because you know, if you didn't burn it on top or swim it or flip it, you know, it didn't catch him. Right. Yeah. And I think he was throwing an Osprey line through at the time and just whacking our asses on it. Dude, I, I can't even imagine, you know, mid, mid 2000s, 2003, whenever just pulling up to a, to a grass flat and just ripping, ripping a weedless bait, just burning it over those grass flats and stuff. Oh my gosh. That had to be so wicked to experience. Yeah. Yep, yep. And it's it's funny because if you had to like put a year to that, what what year would you go with? Uh, to when I met Justin. Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, probably two thousand four. So yeah. So so even like swim bait fishing in California wasn't necessarily popular out there even quite yet. Yeah, I don't think the 250 was thought of, you know. Yeah, it right. it might have been like a Rago thing or an mm-hmm. Osprey thing. 
only. Yeah, so so those fish in southern Florida had absolutely no idea what the hell was going on. They'd just see this thing and they'd go kill it. They had no idea that there was a hook tied to it. That's so crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't have a clue, you know. Yeah, right. Years ago, and uh, I'm like, man, you you weren't you weren't bullshitting. And he's like, no, <laughs> but you guys didn't believe me, so I finally just just went along with whatever you guys were saying. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Looking back at it, we were like, shit. Like, I wish, I wish I would have believed him and like taken him up on a trip or something to go see this for myself. That, yeah, hundred percent. Um, it would have saved me a lot of time and money. Your favorite swimbait podcast is now proudly sponsored by Leviathan Rods. Leviathan Rods is a Texas-based fishing rod company that is handcrafted and uses high-end, made-in-the-USA rod blades. Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing a depth 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. Sorting through what's good and what's not. But, I mean, Justin and I still talk all the time, uh, probably more so now that, you know, we've got the Skeeter thing in common. and Yeah. Uh, it uh yeah we're comparing notes all the time now so damn dude that's that is so crazy to think about uh i'm not gonna say i was a pioneer but well in my in my part of the state i i was a pioneer as far as like fishing a swim bait goes and to think how like these northern strain fish reacted to it and just to have an idea of how the southern fish act like oh my gosh like that would be so crazy to 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 be the only person to do it down there and to have like your own little thing and nobody believe that you're having success on it, that, that you are like, that's so crazy. Yeah. Now you like, you don't want people to believe you. It's like, right, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like now, now, man, they're a little bit like TRDs. That's what we, <laughs> yeah. we, we yeah. caught them on a missile Ned bomb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you, um, so when you, when he told you and he, he coughed up and he was like, well, I'm, I'm doing swim bait or I was fishing swim baits and stuff down there, catching them were you like instantly like i i gotta go buy one i gotta go see what they're all about or had you already kind of tiptoed your way into it before he he confessed about it no no we laughed at him and made fun of him um like the goofy california dude and uh it wasn't until years like like three or four years ago if that you know where i called him was like dude i owe you an apology you know all these years later yeah Damn, dude. Was he like cash and checks and stuff in like local tournaments? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, oh, man. He was and still is a hammer. That's that's so badass to hear about. It, mm -hmm. uh, but he, it, he quit talking about it, you know? Like, yeah, he just, right, right. Yeah. He's, he's like, I gave you guys, I gave you guys your chance and nobody wants to believe me. So I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Damn. And so when you, when you got into it, you were in the Nashville area, right? Or were you somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. So I got in the swim bait uh, probably three going on four years ago, loosely, you know, for just following tactical bassin. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had the essential swim bait starter kit. You know, I, I got the Dobbins Fury. I got the whatever and the S waivers and, and the bullshad and you name it. And uh, had a little bit of success with that. I mean, I caught a 10 on an S waiver and um, I think a nine was the biggest I caught on the bullshed that time around. And then spring got here and that stuff was sitting. And so I sold most of it 
and kind of re-upped on normal stuff. And then right, the, yeah. following, the following fall or winter, I'm like, man, I, like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. You know? So then I got, I bought the IMX pros, you know, and the 965, the 966. And, yeah. Um, maybe a Dobbins champion or something like that. And then I've been doing it ever since. Now all that stuff has changed. Um, I've kind of dialed in what I like and, and kind of found my own style, but um, yeah, I, like I, I got into it. I dipped my toe and then I got out and then I just went, went head first. Just, that's my personality. Like I'm, I don't half-ass things very well. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll touch on like the the style of your fishing and the gear you use a little bit later on. But I I can relate super hard to to like if I get into something, I get into it right away. And I I when I was younger, I used to have a super bad habit of getting into something and being like hyper focused on it for a couple months and then just losing all interest. Like like yeah but, yeah. And so when I got into <laughs> swimbait fishing, I was. 15 16 like i said and i remember uh we were watching the super bowl one year my parents and i and i got invited to this this group chat and i was talking and all these guys all these guys were big into swim baits a bunch of kids my age and a bunch of older guys and i remember uh i did something and somebody sent me a bait and my dad my dad was home and i opened up the package a couple days later and he's like holy crap that's a big bait and at the time it was a massive bait it was like a six inch shad chad bait multi-swimmer <laughs> he's like, how much, how much does that thing cost? I'm like, I don't know. The guy said like 50 bucks. And my dad, his jaw hit the floor. I mean, my family comes from uh, river fishing, river fishing for, for salmon and, and steelhead and, and stuff like that. So that style of fishing, it's not cheap, but it's also, you're not breaking off baits. I mean, like the baits are like eight, nine bucks a piece. And obviously the custom painted ones are a little bit more, but you're not breaking those baits off. It's not like like bass fishing, that, that sort of thing. Like a, a pike isn't going to come up and snap your line. And my dad, he, for the longest time, him and him and my mom were never on board with me spending my money on these baits because they, they've, they'd known me for 16 years. They knew that I was going to get super heavily into it and then kind of fall <laughs> out of it a couple years later. And they didn't want to see me waste all this money and to their surprise. And in my surprise alike, I, I stuck with it. And I think, I don't know. I think that was very surprising to them. And I think it was very beneficial to me to stick with it. So I didn't lose all this money. I ended up selling a bunch of baits and making money back. But it, yeah. uh, it, I, I just remember that. Hold their value. I mean, the baits hold their value. So it's, it's, I tell my wife, it's like an investment. Yeah. That's what I told them. I was like, this yeah. is like the stock market, but I can't lose yeah. really. <laughs> I'm investing my money, mom and dad. And I could Shit. pull it out anytime. Yeah. Sometimes you, you buy a bait and then, the builder stops making it, you know, two years later, that baits triple the value. I mean, yeah. that happens all the time. I mean, where can you get that kind of return? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just remember it being, it being crazy. And I, I don't even like, I never even had gotten a rod. Like you said, you had the beginner set up. Like I got into it because these random guys on the internet told me to, like, I, I didn't know who tactical bass was, bro. What'd you say? You got to really be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. Getting the stuff because you talk to random guys online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it's really funny that you said you you got the basics and then you actually sold that stuff because um, I've talked to a lot of guys on here and you know ninety five percent of those guys, including myself, you get into it and you catch a fish or two or maybe you don't even catch a fish and 
your eyes just grow as big as your wallet and you're just buying every single bait because you think it's going to be the one that catches you a 10 pounder. And so to hear a different approach on it, like, like you're like literally the polar opposite approach on it is kind of like, Oh, like there are other people out there that, that don't get overly consumed by these little silly fishing lures. Like it's, it's funny to hear that. I did the second time. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Like I, I dipped my toe and then I'm like, man, I need a bunch of Ned rig stuff. And I was, I was at that time, I was still kind of learning how to fish outside of Florida. Yeah. In Tennessee. Well, I'll put Florida is a different world when it comes to fishing. Um, most of your tournament, your regional tournament guys in Florida suck when they go out of state. Um, most of your guys from out of the state of Florida suck when they go to Florida. Like it's, it's just a different it's totally different. Um, so I had to learn how to fish water over six foot deep when I moved to Tennessee and, you know, we were in an apartment. I just got married. So, I mean, you know, you're, you're trying to fund all this stuff and, and justify to your new wife, you know, like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, spend all this money on this. So I'm like, I'm not going to throw these big baits for a while. So I'm going to sell these and you know, but, but a lot, a good, a good bit has changed since then. And, uh, yeah, when I got back into swim baits, I, I kind of made the decision like, man, it's, it's going to be like an all or nothing deal. Yeah, exactly. And, and then least, I got the bug. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say, but at least to that point, like you had caught fish and you, you knew that it was like successful, like for a kid up North who, you know, shell. I mean, like I said, I, I bought a DRT ghost when they were only a couple in the States for like $600. And at that point mm-hmm. in time, I had probably caught like 10 swim bait fish all on like the Gantrell, like nothing on a 12, 13 inch bait like that. And here I am dropping like a paycheck and a half's worth of money to, to buy this bait because I think it looks cool and, and I want to catch a fish on it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. <laughs> um, I did that last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. At that point in time, when you got into it to a second time, you, you had been in the area for a while. Did you know other guys in, in that area that were fishing swim baits at all? At that time? No. Um, I, I just, like I started noticing like all these giant gizzards, like the whole Tennessee river is full of giant gizzards. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, like my, my tournament background, or conventional as, as people call it. Um, they're like, you know, match the hatch. And I knew of a handful of places that, that had giant fish in it. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just going to go big, you know, and try this. And, and the swim baits were the best way to do that. I mean, and I started out with the Ospreys and, and stuff like that and the mag drafts and, uh, and still throw a lot of those. Um, and have caught, I, I mean, I couldn't even tell you how many fish between five and eight I've caught doing that. Oh yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. Um, my, one of my really good friends, Brian Speller, he grew up on and around uh, Chicam- Chickamauga. Mm-hmm. And yep. he, he always talked about um, a couple of years ago when he still lived in the area. He's like, swim baits are like, there's only a couple guys that do it. And everybody keeps a super hush-hush secret. Like, nobody talks about it. Exactly. And, and then the last couple of years, there's been guys posting like, oh my gosh, I caught this on a swim bait in, on Chickamauga, all this, all that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's bound to happen. Like you can't, you can't gatekeep anything. People are going to find out and there's going to be people who don't know that it's necessarily a niche thing or an under wraps thing if they're not from around that area and they're going to post about it. And 
it's I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Like it's gonna it's gonna grow, but it's also swim bait fishing comes with a big price tag, and not everybody is gonna want to do that or like stick with it as as a lot of these guys do. And it's just it's gonna it's I don't think it's ever gonna be as big as you know jig fishing or drop shot fishing or anything like that. There's just the market is too too expensive for that. I think. Yeah. Well, and, and like I'll roll up to the lake, and and I've you know this a handful of lakes that i fish a lot i've gotten to know some people around there and and one guy's like man i, I what's that go for and i'm like yeah you, you know if if you can find it unfortunately we were rudely interrupted by a work call for those of you guys who don't know um i'm an apartment maintenance guy and i'm on call like this week so whenever shit hits the fan i, I gotta be the one to go clean the fan there was a leak apparently but i didn't find a leak and so gotta go check it out in the morning but anyway that's neither here nor there. Back to back back to the podcast. This is where I'd rather be, in all honesty. So before I left, uh, Byron was talking about we think we we just kind of we we cross checked our notes here on what we were talking about, and we we're pretty sure um, we were talking about like how he's meeting more guys who swim bait in Tennessee, and so kind of getting back into it. Have have you met a lot of guys in Tennessee who swim bait fish? We'll start there. So I've got now that I've I've been down the rabbit hole for the last two two plus years um there's about four or five core guys uh that i've become friends with that swim bait fish and get it you know there's uh there's a handful of other dudes that are dabbling and this i believe this is kind of what we were talking about you can meet these dudes at the ramp and they're like how much does that bait go for my last 200 plus oh hell i don't spend more than 25 dollars on a jerk bait there's no yeah. way yeah. So like a lot of these guys get turned off at the price, even yeah, if afford it, they can't get them. Right? Yeah, they don't. It's it's a thing where you can't you can't go to Bass Pro, you can't go on Cabela's dot com, and you can't go to Tackle Warehouse. You can't exactly. Yeah, you can't go to your local tackle shop, other than uh, like McKee Outdoors has done a great job. Yep, Good. Yeah. Yeah friend of mine but i've i've helped him get into the swim bait stuff over the last two years he asked me um and he's he's done a great job he got a bunch of the phony stuff in today and, and sold a ton of them you yeah know? I, say, I saw that he sold like 40 yesterday or something when he first got him and he sold like 40 the first day I'm like holy crap <laughs> before he posted them yeah he had he got 48 of the shiners the scaled shiners and jason st mary's a good buddy of mine too um and and got him hooked up with McKee, but they uh, he got forty eight in and sold forty two of them before he posted them. That's freaking Just crazy. Word of mouth, you know, which is yeah. cool. I know McKee had posted he he got some TKs. Oh man, this was a while ago. Some DRT TKs, like uh-huh. beginning of summer, and he had the full moon and the new moon color, and he just posted them on Facebook, like uh, comment, and I'll go down the list. And I was like the second to last one to comment. In, within the range he had and like yes so i bought one and that was actually the first bait i ever gave away on the podcast was the new moon or full moon uh tk fun fact but yeah yeah it's it the the price the price is a huge turnoff to guys and not to say but that i'm they good, I'm good with that i'm good with it yeah yeah exactly i mean no hair off my back i know i know what i'm spending on him <laughs> well i mean like it, it's these guys are like, well, how do you justify charging that? Like now that I've gotten into it and, and get yeah. to know a couple of these bait makers and you definitely know this, the amount of blood, sweat and tears that go into those baits. Yeah. 
I, I get it. And they work. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't, I've got to the point where I don't want to go buy a bait off a of peg hook. Yeah. Right. I mean, how long did it take Jason to carve all those scales and the shiner and the bluegill like that had to take forever, dude. Like I can't yeah. even imagine. I don't even want to imagine. No, but I mean, he's, he's a freaking magician and they, yeah. they're badass baits. I've got, I've got a bunch of his stuff. Um, that, that's a whole different rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on, on touch on a lot of the stuff you like to fish, but yeah. So Tennessee, I mean, there's, there's, there's a, a decent lot of guys doing it around here. I mean, there's yeah. four or five. I've got my buddy Bo Sprayer. Oh, Bo, we, Bo's been on the show. Yep. Bo is a good friend of mine. Ashton Milan is a good friend of mine. Uh, Jason Flesher is is awesome. Oh yeah, I love Jason. Um, who else? You know, Aaron Lewis is yep. yeah down the swim bait rabbit hole now. <laughs> and that's that's the real core group. My buddy Rodney from Alabama, and that's that's the guys that I talk to. And then I I try not to stray too far from that that circle. Yeah, and it, it's. Yeah, right. And it's, I mean, I haven't necessarily gotten too experienced to this extent, but it is nice to have a core group of guys who are, you know, we'll say within 50 to 100 miles of you who maybe you can bounce ideas off of necessarily if they're, you know, if they are 100 miles away, it might not be exact, but there's, there's a good chance that they're having similar stuff to you and to have a group of guys where you can, you can shoot them a text message like, oh, I, I did X, Y, Z all day and I didn't have any luck. And they're like, Oh, did you try, did you try fishing it like this? Like slow it down or whatever. And you're like, Oh shit. Like I better go, I better go try that tomorrow. I better go yeah. out and try that. <laughs> and like those four or five dudes, that's, that's, that's our circle, you know, and we give each other shit and you know, Ashton and I have a love hate. He's awesome guy. Love him to <laughs> death. But uh, we give each other a hard time. You know, it's, it's, it's how much do you want to, do you want to let go, you know, as far as information goes and, yeah, you know, exactly. I still get the feeling that we're both hiding things from each other, but yet we're really <laughs> good friends. Um, which is fun, you know, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's cool that the swim bait thing has brought us together, which is different on top of, you know, I do for a living. Right. Do you think that you would have like maybe, do you think you'd have these core guys if maybe you weren't as big into swim baiting or was this a main reason that you kind of hooked up with these guys? No, that was the reason. Like those, That's what I figured. Those guys, uh, I know Ashton is pretty well swim bait only. Bo is right there. Jason's right there. Um, you know, Aaron and I fish a lot of whatever they're biting, but right, we prefer yeah. swim baits. Um, yeah. You know, that's that that group of friends there is because of swim baits for sure. Right. And dude, honestly, like they're ninety uh, percent of the contacts I have on my phone and I talk to on a daily basis is all guys I've met either through the podcast or on Swimbait Universe or in person over the last couple of years. Like I'm not gonna say I don't have friends because I do, but I, I don't have friends compared to the guys I've met online and stuff. And it's it's super nice. Don't get me wrong. That nobody, not a lot of people, swim bait fish in Michigan. But it's mm-hmm. really shitty because the guys who do, they're all on the east side of the state. You know, over by Detroit, like St. Clair, that sort of thing. And so I I can talk to them and kind of and and shoot the breeze with them. But coming down to a core group of guys around me, like that's that's not really a thing. Which 
is fine, but there's sometimes like, man, like I'm not catching Jack squat. I wish I had somebody like compare notes to, you know, compare the playbook. <laughs> yeah. Like these guys are out there the same day, maybe the same lake throwing big baits and yeah, we'll meet up on the water. Like Ashton and Bo and myself were out there like three different boats, uh, not too long ago. And it was cool, you know, just to meet up and, and compare notes, you know? Right. I know um, fun. And so now we're trying to figure out like where we're going to travel. Like, man, we ought to go down to Alabama. We ought to go down to Mississippi. We ought to go over here, like the three or four of us. Yeah. And, and take two or three different boats and, and see, see what we can figure out as a, as a group. You know? Right. What, um, so I, I've only had Bo on, but, but guys know that Bo is uses like he, he takes his electronics seriously. He, he does a lot of fishing like that. And Jason is the type of guy who, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I talk to Jason a lot and Jason is very big bass orientated. He is wired to, to, to think like a big bass. And so that's kind of his style of fishing. Yep. And, and Ashton, Ashton uh, is starting to do the little bit of deeper fishing like Bo is what, what's your style of swimbait fishing? Have you picked some stuff up from those guys or is it just kind of wherever the fish are? That's what you're doing, man. I, so I didn't know those guys when I got into it and I picked I picked a handful of lakes to spend the majority of my time on and didn't really have a whole lot of help. Um, so I, I guess whatever you want to call my style, I kind of developed. And then it's, it's really grown now that, that we've got this little circle, you know, yeah. Yeah. Other, but there's still things that those guys really excel at that I suck at, you know, yeah. Ashton is very good shallow. Um, spring, I absolutely suck in the spring. <laughs> um, November through March is is go time for me. Uh, the colder it is, you know, fishing, fishing open water. Um, I, that's that's where I kind of cut my teeth as far as that goes. And then Jason. Like I've got all the electronics on my skeeter and all that stuff. Well, Jason, he, he's old school. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, theories and big bass, you know, whatever that book, um, it, uh, like setting up on the points and doing the angles and yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't have two or three anchors out, honestly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but or like, like stitching a crawdad, but right. I, it's funny. Cause I, I'm, I'm reading that book right now and I was texting yesterday to. about it. Have to. Dude, oh my gosh. It was, I'm about 50 pages deep, and I think on probably about 35 of the pages, I have sticky notes with with, with a term on top, and then I have a shit ton of writing on all those sticky notes so I can go back and, and read yep. it. And uh, I, I've, been, I've been texting Jason and talking about it, and I, I knew that he was a big bass guy, but after reading this book, I'm like, oh, that, this, is, this is why he, he is like that. Like this, this is such crazy information to read. For anybody who yep. hasn't read... Bill Murphy's in I think it's in pursuit of giant bass or in pursuit of yep. big bass giant bass. Yep. Yeah. That book, if you guys can get your hands on it, get it. Like I, my girlfriend's parents got me for it for Christmas. Thankfully I was very thankful for that. Cause that, that's I the only that thing. 94. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 94. And I was like, Holy crap. Like I bet you like that book is, uh, almost what, eight years older than me. I'm like, Holy shit. Like that, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> yep. Now there is some stuff in there that you you may skip over. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like me with my background, like the live bait stuff is out. Like yeah, not, yeah. But um, 
what he's talking about as far as migration routes and, mm-hmm. and how big bass behave or the true giants behave and, and quick access to deep water. It's, yeah, that's that's what's been blowing my mind is the quick access to deep waters and not um, like first point or not, well, not first point, but not main structure, but the secondary structure, secondary you know, structure. 10, 15 feet away that I, I just finished reading that chapter today. Yeah. And I was like, Holy shit. Like I, I went on Navionics and I started marking every main structure I could find in the lake. I fish. And then I was like, okay, we need to go graph this early, early in the spring. Like when we were catching big fish last year, we need to go like a week before and yeah. out where we need to set up and where we need to start casting for, for this spring. Because, oh my gosh, I think that's just going to elevate. I, if, you, if you read it and you truly cut your teeth, I think you will, you will have positive success from that book alone. Like it's, it's pretty damn crazy to think about. What, what got me to buy that book is, is I had Ashton in the boat with me one day. and. And he's, I guess he was just observing how I fish. And he's like, man, you don't fish angles. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know, setting up here. And I'm like, oh, I know going, you know, shallow to deep. And he's like, no, no, like the angles. And I'm like, what is this dude talking about? Yeah, this guy's crazy. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I mean, he knows his stuff. He's a hammer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I went out and bought that book and was reading it and I'm like that's what he's talking about, yeah. Um, and I I still like you know reading <laughs> something and then implementing it when you've got history doing it in other ways different. But I need to do more of that, and that's that's where like iron sharpens iron with this little group we got going, you know, which is really cool. Yeah, um, exactly. I I learned. I'm not going to say I, I learned the angle thing, but I, I got the angle thing down pretty heavily this spring and summer fishing the rivers. Like, I mean, you can cast into a little uh, back eddy of, of current and you can cast on it one way. And if you change, if you cast it at a, at a 45 instead of straight on, you'll catch two more fish out of that pool and you won't the other way. And that was so mind blowing to me. And then I was reading his book and I was like, holy shit, like I'm not like, I w- that wasn't a revolutionary thought. Like people thought of this, you know, 30 years ago. And it's, I mean, I've pulled a lot of shit out of there in a hundred pages that I, I'm not going to say I wasn't, I didn't think I was ever going to learn anything, but I didn't think I was going to pull as much information out of that book as I have. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. I mean, considering the age of the book. Yeah, exactly. You know, but the principles are still principles. And if you read that book and you watch these guys who are fishing today, like if you watch Josh Jones or you watch Milliken, you're kind of like, okay, like these guys are, are sitting on brush pile, like almost directly on brush piles, looking past the brush piles, making angled casts, working it over. What, what I would assume are those secondary, uh, secondary structures. And, and they're watching these fish come up and, and they'll work it real slow like that guy, like he was talking about a fish, a big fish doesn't want to chase down a super fast bait. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's like, oh my gosh, like we're watching these guys implement this. And whether they know it or not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Whether they've read this book or not, they're, they figured it out. And it's just, it's just a testament to holy shit. Like this stuff actually still is and still is working. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, yep. One thing, one thing I wanted to touch on that you had mentioned earlier, but we kind of got down the Bill Murphy hole is you said that between now and March is kind of like your sweet time in an open water. Was that the case when you first 
got into Tennessee? Because, I mean, you said cold and assuming open water is a little bit deeper water. Like, those are like two things that don't necessarily happen in Florida. Was that just kind of a change change of scenery and pace for you to start doing this? Or did you gain a lot of confidence your first couple years in Tennessee doing that specific stuff? You know, I gained confidence doing doing it conventionally, you know? Yeah, yep. And utilizing the electronics that I had at the time, whether it be side imaging or down imaging or whatever. I mean, some of these lakes I, I fished out of a borrowed John boat with, with Walmart Garmin 2D. Right. Um, and then you, you see a bunch of bait, and you cast around the bait, and you catch bigger fish, you know? And if, you, if that bait goes out in the middle of the lake, you follow them to the middle of the lake. Um, in my experience, and, uh, I might piss a couple buddies off saying this, but like the colder the water gets, the more the bait wads up. Yeah. And yeah. Like massive dinner bell to giant bass. Um, so if you can find the bait that time of year, it, uh, it, it really simplifies your, your options, you know, now, I mean, it's a system. I've got baits I throw on the bottom and then mid column and then up top, depending on where the fish are positioned. Um, and now forward facing sonar has really, really helped yeah. you know, with that in the last couple of years. Um, but then, then there's not, like, like I said earlier, there's times of the year where I absolutely suck, <laughs> you know? So, it uh it's it's trying to to think outside of that box a little more too i mean you can be bo is really good at his electronics and his top yep. yeah yeah um as far as side imaging and down imaging i kind of latched on to the the forward facing before a lot of other people did around here and it, it's been a lot of fun yeah exactly is is there any preference like is there a day when you launch the boat you drop your trolling motor and you're like or you know you you put your big motor down and you turn your graphs on and it's you know we'll say that like 51 degree water 48 degree water is that when you're like it's game on or is it just really any time in like that late fall uh early winter toward toward springtime where you're just you're completely confident no matter what what's getting thrown at you for me the magical glide bait water temp is 48 to 52 okay um they're typically higher in the column and they're a little progressive uh that's kind of right before it gets stupid cold yeah yeah uh you know you you gotta adjust what you're doing after it gets stupid cold but you can still <laughs> catch them on big baits and glide baits all winter uh um, right. in tennessee um or north alabama or whatever but um yeah if i if i had to pick my water temp would be 48 to 52 and uh you know for the way i like to catch them you know the last the last year or two i've i've really gotten into the hard baits and uh it's it's fun just acquiring the baits and 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 learning each bait so like when i got in when i got back into the swim baits uh seriously i wanted to get all of the hype baits. Mm -hmm. I wanted to figure out what I liked. And, yeah. you know, like Ashton and Bo are big fans of Piz. And, you know, I fished a couple of the older Piz baits and, and wasn't that big of a fan. Yeah, right. For, for my specific style. Um, 
and so I don't currently own any piz baits. Yeah, and it a lot of guys boil it down to you know that that hype thing, but you know it's just like oh my gosh, I can't believe you don't like X Y Z bait. But it's it's literally yeah, different strokes it's, for different folks. Like it, it's style. Like yeah, exactly. I, I, my own style, and I don't even know if I can completely explain what my style is. You know, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. if I see a bait. I'm like, okay, that could work, you know, and then you, you spend some time with it. Turns out it doesn't. Yeah. Or right. Time with it. And like, holy shit, that was a sleeper. Like I really right. like that bait, <laughs> you know, but yeah, there's, you find a use for it. Like the, a lot of these bait makers, when you get to know them, they make that particular bait for a, for a specific purpose. Yep. Yeah. And there's no such thing as a one size fits all swim bait. Right. Yep. Uh, there's one that's always going to do something better th than the other one. That's just, that's all it comes down to really. Like one does, you know, there, I've got glide baits that, that, you know, can turn on a dime super sharp. And then I mm -hmm. got glide baits that I can work fast, but not as fast, you know, a little bit wider, a little bit more of a pause. And, and I've caught fish on both, uh, even in the same day. It just, it just depends on what I think and what the fish are showing me, which, you know, is always different. It just, you just, you, you bring your box with you because you never know really. Oh, I, I travel heavy. I mean, yeah. I tied up with nine swim bait rods on the deck of the boat, you know? Hell yeah, dude. Um, shit, what was I going to, uh, we were talking. Oh, your forward facing sonar. Is that something that, that you, that you use heavily? Like, do you, um, when you pull up, say, say you're fishing a flat, your open water flats around this time of the year, you pull up, you put your, uh, put your trolling motor down, you get your forward facing sonar on and everything. Are you, you know, are you doing some sweeping uh, with the trolling motor to to maybe find where some fish are relating to or where they're at in the column and that sort of stuff, and then go from there, or is it more of kind of cruise around and and find the fish and cast at the fish? Uh, I'd say a good mix of both. Yeah, yeah. Um, it uh, and I'm trying to be careful with what I what I say here. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a good mix of both, you know, uh, figuring out where the fish are positioned in the column or in relation to bait. Is yeah. Yep. Key. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of times where I can see one and cast to it and catch it, you know? Right. It, it I, just really depends on the mood of the fish and forward facing sonar literally helps you dial in the mood of that fish. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, I mean, you know this, you're in the industry, there's, there's two aisles, and it's, it's the aisle that, that uh, FFS there's, is okay, there's and then there's the pocket side, and then there's everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, I mean, I, I, I play devil's advocate because I don't care if you have it. Like, I don't care if you don't have it. If you're catching fish, then that's cool. Um, but I think that it can make you a good angler, but it can also give you some serious drawbacks. Like, I... I don't oh, know. It can cripple you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's been like, days where Jason or like any anybody can go out there and, and and implement old school basic tactics and kick my ass. You right, know, yeah. I get bogged down with the you know, the five to eight pounders that are that are fired up schooling. Right. Yeah. Doing doing what they do. And and Jason uh, yeah, and I'm using these guys as examples because I know them, but Jason's not necessarily interested in that. He wants a trophy like, yeah, a, yeah, and a double digit. And I don't, I haven't caught 
a lot of double digits. And that's definitely a hole in my game because the others are very distracting. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you can catch, yeah. catch five that go 40 and not have one over, over 10. Right. Yeah. You know, but what you got to pick what you want, you know, do you want a bunch of double digits or as many as you can get? You may only get one bite that day. And Jason's a lot better at that than me. Yeah. And that's like, <clears throat> I think my problem with forward facing sonar would be, um, is, is seeing the fish and just, you know, throwing the whole tackle box at him, doing everything in my power and them not eating. But just because I can see him, I, I would probably get it in my head. Like, why the hell are these fish not eating? What is wrong with them? Like, are you serious? And I think, I think that would be my downfall is I'd get stuck on, it's like guys who, who bed fish or, you know, whatever it, they see a fish on a bed and they'll fish that thing for three hours. It'll be a one and a half pound male, but just the, just being able to see that fish, like, why would you leave that fish to go, maybe go find another fish? Like, I see this fish. I want to catch this fish right here. And I think that would be, that would be my major problem with it. But I think it'd be a lot of fun. I just, I think it would probably hurt me a little bit more than I would benefit from it most times than not, I think. I mean, I, growing up in Florida, I used to love to bed fish. Yeah. Yep. And a couple guys told me some key things about bed fishing and you can pull up on a fish and it's, it's a detriment of bed fishing too. Like how much time are you going to devote, say in a tournament on that one eight pounder on a bed? Yeah, yeah. You're going to burn up three hours trying to get that thing to bite uh, or piss it off till it reacts. Or right, yeah. yeah, it's the same thing with forward facing, but you, you got to know what to look for on a, when you're bed fishing and you got to know what to look for with forward facing. Right. Bo, and there's active fish and there's inactive fish. And yeah. Bo you know, had touched on experience thing. Yeah, Bo had touched on how he's gotten pretty decent at being able to tell like which way that fish is facing, how he needs to angle angle his casts and stuff. And I think that is that's huge. Like if you have forward facing, that's stuff you need to know so so you have better chances and so you don't get so you don't drive yourself crazy on why these fish aren't eating is is because you're bringing it past its tail for 15 casts in a row and that fish has no idea that this bait's even going past it like that. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to learn it to be effective with it, and I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely spending time learning your electronics and um, just experience throwing different baits and and engaging. Not to sound like other people, but engaging with that fish, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, um, when when did you get forward facing? What year? If you if you have an idea, uh, it was. So this year's boat's a 23. I had it on my 2020. Okay, that, that's what I figured. So around 2019 then? Yeah, so I got it, I'd say February of 20. So is it, are they Garmin units? Is that what? That's my preferred live scope, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like forward-facing sonar. And I'm, you know, being in the industry and opinionated and all that, Garmin, yeah was the first the lbs before is tits like yes it's it's stupid compared to the others in my opinion yeah i've gotten to i mean somebody somebody's probably burned me at the stake but i don't care um my buddy has had lawrence um 
and that was fine. And and uh, we oh, had taken his boat out. What'd you say? Like Lawrence active target. Yeah, yeah, Lawrence. Um, yeah. we we had taken we him, my my our other buddy and I had taken his boat out. He was like at football practice, and we took his boat out. And my buddy's like, "Oh my gosh, dude! Like his his forward facing sonar is shit." I'm like, "What are you talking about, dude?" He's like, "It's it's a super like it's just not like my Garmin." And I'm like, "Whatever, dude! Like you are so prestigious. Like you have a Garmin. You're so cool." And he's like, "Whatever, dude! Like I don't even care." And so um, that that buddy who has that boat, he has a Triton. He ended up selling all his Lorant stuff, and he, he got Garmin. He had always been Garmin, but he when he got the boat, it had uh, the Ghost or whatever the hell was on it. So he decked it out in Lorant and. He switched to Garmin, and I remember going out with him. It was early, early April. Water was super, super cold, and he puts his trolling motor down, and I'm like, oh, you switched to Garmin. He's like, yeah, and I looked at, I looked at the um, forward-facing sonar, and I was like, holy shit. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, he wasn't lying. And no. Yeah, he's like, he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, your Lorance stuff looked like shit compared to this Garmin. And he's like, oh, you didn't know that? I said, no, dude, I didn't know that. Like, I'd never seen either until I'd been on your boat. He's like, oh, yeah, dude. He's like, this is why I switched is because it's such a clear picture and it just is more responsive and stuff. And I'm like, wow, like, I really like it's a, it. I mean, it's the same technology, but it is not the same technology. Like, that's well, for sure. I mean, Gorman kind of pioneered it. Yeah, exactly. And then they've made the most recent advancements. And like I had their 32 transducer and it was it was the best going at the time, in my opinion. Um, and then the 34 is night and day. Like you can pull up to a brush pile and count the fish in the brush. Yeah. Bring your bait over the brush pile, sink it down in the middle of the brush pile, pull those fish off and see four or five fish come out of the brush and smoke your bait. Yeah, dude. You know, part of that is not like learning to not respond with what you see and respond with what you feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've pulled many a bait away from many a giant, you know, learning, <laughs> learning that lesson. Right. Um, so, so you did hint on it a little bit that, that you're in the industry and we'd kind of, I, I didn't want to touch on it right off the bat, but now I feel like we're in a good spot. So when you say you're in the Indies in, uh, when you say you're in like the fishing industry, what do you mean by that? What do you do for, for people who don't know? So I've been I've been in the industry for nineteen ish years. Um, well, I was about two when you got into it. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> I went to college for a couple of years and figured out that wasn't for me, and um, walked into Gambler Lures in South Florida because I'd gotten to know uh, the original owners of Gambler years ago, and uh, asked the the owner at the time, you know, for a job. He told me no two or three times and um walk back in there another time you know trying to get some jigs or whatever it was and he's like he's like dude you're persistent like have you ever sold anything and i'm 20 yeah 21 and uh i'm like no but i can you know and he's <laughs> yeah like, I'll, I'll give you a shot and so this dude gave me a shot at a it's a 20 21 year old kid i'll say and uh i spent 14 years there and uh, made a lot of contacts, made a lot of relationships in the industry. And then John Cruz, uh, who owns Missile Baits and is an Elite Series professional for the last 20 years, uh, he and I met probably 25 years ago uh, fishing Okeechobee through a mutual friend. Okay. 
And so John and I have been friends for 25 years and he started missile baits in 2012. And then we were at a show in January of 2018. And, uh, it became known to me that he was looking for a sales guy. Okay. And I instantly text him and I'm like, like we were both at the same show. I was eating lunch with a friend of ours and I'm like, I'll, I'll take it. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, <laughs> you're looking for a sales guy. Well, we hadn't talked pay. I'm like, I don't care. You know, but to be yeah, able to right. work on and being such good friends. Um, so that was a no brainer. I, I resigned from the other place in 18 and started with John in May of May of 18. And, uh, it's, it's an awesome, awesome deal. So now I guess my official title is, uh, director of sales for missile baits. Yeah, dude, that is, that's so sweet. It's always, um, not gonna, my, no guys in the industry, but I know of people and I've talked to people and it's, it's funny that you'd say you'd known them and stuff because it, it, I've always been told like in a lot of stuff, it just, you just got to talk to people. And, it's all, like yeah, I, I went to college for two years and quit. Damn. Did you go to school for business or any, anything along I the line? I wanted to be a pro, you know? Oh, okay. Like, my major was business administration and uh, went for two years. And I think my grandmother was sick at the time. And <clears throat> we, so I had to, you know, we went and saw her before she passed. She got yeah. better, worse. And in the timing, you know, I missed that next semester start date. And I'm like, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a semester off. That's always how it starts. I'll take a gap year. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, never went back. You know, I, uh, I got a job at a wholesale seafood company and I started making money more than I had been making being a student. Right. And, uh, got tired of smelling like fish and walked into, walked into gambler and, uh, dude gave me a sales job finally. So, but it, uh, I gotta give, I gotta give that guy credit um gave me a shot as a young kid and and learned the industry and made a lot of contacts and you know if you fish florida gambler you've you got to have it you know it's yeah. uh now missile is more of a national brand mm-hmm. a lot bigger stage in my opinion and uh between john and myself after 19 years in the industry we know a lot of people and a lot of dealers and it's it's a blast dude like i love what i do every day yeah that is that's so awesome and it's it's funny like i mean you just you just got to meet people and know people and it's always crazy like uh i relate everything to the podcast as if the podcast is is huge or anything but i dude i i told you i've listened for a while yeah and I won't lie. Like, um, my buddy that I, the guy who owns the, um, the Triton that I was telling you about his boat, he was the one that messaged me a couple weeks ago. He's like, dude, you should have, you should have this guy on. I'm like, dude, he is not going to come on the show. And so uh, a couple weeks later I shot you a message and you're like, you're like, Oh, I know the show. I'm like, Holy shit. I'm like, I can't believe it. (laughs) No, dude. I'm, I'm like just a swim bait nut. And there's very few swim bait podcasts out there and, and you're definitely one of them. Oh yeah, man. Um, but yeah, like the connections I've I've made just off of here is it's pretty crazy. And like uh, I'll be talking to somebody, and and somebody will mention you know um, Joe Blow, and I'm like, oh yeah, I talked to him, I talked to him like every couple of days, and they're like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And it's I think it's honestly 
it's probably because I'm a younger guy and I do talk to a lot of guys who, who are older than me. And that always takes a lot of people by surprise. And it always takes people by surprise. Like if they're, if they're not too familiar of who I am and like we talk and, and for some reason, like uh, my age gets brought up and I, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm only 21. And they're like, are you serious, dude? Cause you do not carry yourself or act or talk like you're 21. I'm like, yeah. no, I didn't ever guess 21. Yeah. And like I, I used to run into that early on. And oh, I believe it, dude. Like you're the, you're the director of sales for who, and you're, you know, 25, you know, and then they, but like you talk to a guy on the phone for years and then they finally meet you in person and they're like, well, where's Byron at? You know, like, Hey, right here guy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, no shit, you're a lot shorter than I thought and way, <laughs> up, you know, but now I've gotten older and I guess fit the part a little bit more. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's it's weird. Like, it's weird that it, it's weird when you have a perception of somebody, especially like off Facebook or even like listening to the show or, or whatever. And then, you know, somebody meets me or I meet somebody and I'm like, holy shit, like uh, at, at the gathering, I'm, I'm standing at the gathering talking to someone. It's right after the throwback movie premiere. I'm standing there talking to somebody and I turn around and there's a guy looking at me. And he's like, how's it going, Adrian? Or, or he gives me a handshake and I'm like. I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? How does he Weird, know who I am? I'm like, and I feel so bad. Like, that happens so much. Like, everybody comes up and starts talking to me, and I just, I hit him with the classic. Dude, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like, not to be mean, but I don't know who you are. Like, what's your name? And then they tell me, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, okay. And it was the guy who oh, would give me a handshake. Yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah, the guy who gave me the handshake was Passan from Sherpa Bates, and He's like, how's it going? And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. Like, I feel like such a jackass. Like, I knew who you were, but like, I didn't know who you were in the time. And that happened but so yet much. But in the back I, of your mind, you're like, I made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, holy shit. Like, and that's what's so weird is I remember being on like Swimbait Universe and stuff and on Instagram and commenting on guys' posts. Like, uh, I, I'm a couple years younger than Phoenix uh, Pincher from Minnesota. And I remember always commenting on his stuff. And now, like, we're best friends. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is now like, Phoenix is is what's his name's boy, right? Uh Jeffrey. Yeah. They're yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So like Jeffrey's the man. I uh yeah. I consume a lot of his stuff. Um uh, and don't know him. I know Ben from the hookup being a missile customer, but right, yeah. Um, I don't know Jeffrey that well. I and would love to fish with him. Dude, it's it's weird how all of he's a stuff- purist. Like he is a purist. Yeah, he is. And uh it's weird how all of this stuff just ties into itself. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you know XYZ. Well, I know I know his buddy and they work together. Like, you know Ben and and you're not necessarily you haven't talked to uh Jeff and they work together. And I don't know Jeff, but I know Phoenix who know who's best friends with Jeff. And it's like it's just it's weird, dude. Everybody knows everybody in some sort of way, especially in the swim bait world. And it's so odd and crazy to think about. Well, the, the fishing industry as a whole. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, I, I want to say a billion dollar industry every year. Um, but it is very tight knit. Like it is still, and a lot of the swim bait guys don't understand this, but I mean, it is a good old boy. Uh, you know handshake yeah uh networking type of industry and there's guys that are good at it and there's guys that aren't but we i say we as a missile like we we always strive to be 
you know, the guys that, that get along with everybody, you know, and, yeah, exactly. and network well. And, you know, if you're a, if you're a new tackle shop, there's not a website you can go to that says, Hey, here's where you get all your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my goal professionally is to be the guy that, that knows a lot of people and can get you hooked up with whoever, you know? And so right, yeah. I was able to get McKee hooked up with DRT. Um, I got McKee hooked up with clutch, uh, McKee. I think he was already stocking and Matt's a really good friend of mine, but he was already stocking depths. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, Matt McKee expressed that he wanted to get more into the swim bait stuff. And I'm like, well, we, we can do that. And you yeah. said, hold my beer. I got you, man. <laughs> I'm like, I, I happen to have met a couple of these guys, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Keith Thomas from black talent who makes the donk. He's a yeah. very good friend. And, it uh, it's really cool when you see your friends dealing with friends, you know, Jason at Phony. Um it it's cool, you know. Yeah, it uh I mean, yeah, dude, like like you said, it's it's like a good old boy like if if you have if you have a well-respected name that that's going to get you far. Like if you you've shaken a lot of hands, talked to a lot of people and and you just you kind of network yourself, then I really like I just don't see like a limit to it. Like as long as you don't you know, you just carry yourself professionally and, and everything and all that good stuff. As long stuff. as you're not a dumbass, it'll, yeah, it'll exactly. be okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, like, that's – I'm not going to say that – I mean, I'm 21. I act like I'm 21 a lot, pretty often. Like, I, I post silly stuff, and you but I also – I keep it tame. Yeah, I keep it tame. I know that, like, if if I want to um to work with XYZ, then – Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't post this meme I made. Maybe maybe I'll I'll make it a little bit more mild, and uh, I'll just or maybe I won't post at all. Like I'm not trying to burn any bridges before construction starts. Like I need to. I just need to carry myself super professionally. Uh, and that's not going to say it's been hard for me, but you know, it's, it's still hard after 19 years in the industry. <laughs> and then it, but it, it's nice because I, I I know these bait makers, and you know I've known them for three months, and it's like oh wow, like these guys are my friends. Like they call me on once a week. Like I, I won't talk to them for five or six days and boom, I'll get a phone call at eight o'clock at night. Hey, what's up, man? Like, I'm just waiting for my baits to cure. What, what's going on? I'm like, Holy shit. Like, yeah, this isn't like a one way thing. Like these guys, these guys are friends with me and I'm friends with them. Like, and it's because yep. I was cool with them and, and now we're cool. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. I won't lie. Yeah. No. And, and my kind of what I add to that equation is, you know, being able to, and I enjoy this, but like being able to get those bait makers that are like strictly swim bait doing the drops and stuff like that yeah. into shops, which mm -hmm. is longevity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then helping, I've helped a couple of them adjust their pricing into where, you know, the dealer's making good margin, they're making good margin. I've, I've helped, uh, you know, I got Keith hooked up with, uh, yeah, I, well, I'll put it this way. I recently introduced Keith to the Swimbait Underground or Swimbait Supply Co. hooks and split rings. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're badass hooks and rings. Right. And so this guy's making baits, and he's struggling to get brand X. And I'm like, man, he's like, don't you throw this? I'm like, yeah, you know, Chris from Swimbait Underground's a friend of mine. and yeah. He he sent me a bunch of hooks and rings, and I like them. Like they're thinner wire. There's there's not a nickel coating. It's more that matte finish, but they're sticky sharp. 
they don't bend out and the and the ratings on the split rings are like shit double what others are yeah like, yeah what, the hyper wandered but like his are double the weight i don't know how he does it because right. i'm not here but uh, shit i've caught a lot of big fish on him <laughs> yeah and i you had know? any problems with them <laughs> and so i got chris and connected i don't you know i don't want to speak for keith but keith was really impressed you know so that that might be a thing going forward but that's that's networking two two big people to me together um that could be that could benefit all of us you me everybody yeah yeah it, exactly it makes it makes his baits better out of the out of the box you know yeah and like it's dude it's it's badass to be able to help somebody like i i run i run the leviathan ads and um oh is that I, you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i i sell i sell i mean there's been a lot of guys who are like hey i, I bought the rod with your code and holy crap like you weren't lying when you said that these rods are super parabolic and they load up well like no no like it, it's an ad but it's an ad because i hit eric up and i'm like hey like would you want to work with the podcast because i like your stuff and i i want to kind of broadcast it to people Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah, do it. And he gave, he sent me the script and everything. And I kind of tweaked it a little bit and to see that guys are taking like my recommendations and, and, and talking or in talking and, and buying the stuff that, um, I talk about on here and other guys talk about it here. It's like, wow, like people, people take your word for stuff and, and they go and try it out and they're like, holy shit, like this person wasn't lying. Like this is super nice. And it's cool to have, I mean, there's so many guys that maybe don't even follow me. They'll follow me, and three seconds later, I'll have a message request on Instagram, and I'm like, "What the hell?" And I'll check it out, and it's like, "Hey, I just got in my extra heavy, and this is a badass rod." And I'm like, "Oh," and they're like, "Oh, I used your code." And I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense on why you're messaging me now." <laughs> yeah, dude, I get it with I get it with you know missile, obviously um, Skeeter, but like I try to put myself out there on social media. Um to be a help in those areas, but saying sometimes to my demise, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Showing up, throwing what I'm throwing on the, the lakes that I purposely don't mention. Right. Uh, um, you know, but it is what it is. You still got to catch them. But, uh, you know, with the boat deal, like I'm, I'm sponsored by Skeeter, um, my, and then missile obviously, but mm -hmm. is my, is my career. But, uh, with the swim bait stuff, it's, it's just fun to, to get, get people hooked up and, and different friends of mine, like you're saying, but, um, with, with Leviathan, like how I met Eric was funny. Uh, so Bo and, and Ashton are both big Leviathan guys. Yeah, and then I've yeah. got a couple other buddies that throw their stuff and I was throwing, uh, Dobbins. Right. And they're great rods. Yeah. The yeah. Champions are great rods. Um, and Gary's a friend of mine. But it's one of those things like you don't know until you, and, and I'm just being real right now and, you know, no, no holds barred, but, and not talking shit about anything, but the Dobbins are great. Um, they, I, I caught plenty of fish on them and had no clue that they weren't the best. Eric reached out to me. He's like, man, I, I want to send you a couple rods. And I'm like, I mean, you don't have to do that. He's like, just, just tell me what you think. And it's like he knew. Because I got these two rods and I, I fished them and I was like, holy shit. Like I had no clue what I was missing. 
and I'm not trying to poop on on the other brand. Yeah. But you don't know until you know. And like the rods are more parabolic. So there was a little bit of a learning curve uh, getting used to that rod, but I've lost less fish. I can cast further. I can work the baits better. I can feel what the baits are doing when they're working. And I'm sitting here looking at a pile of nine of them right now, you know? Like I went, I converted all of my swim bait rods to Leviathan and paid for seven or eight of them. Yeah. You know I mean? uh, with, with my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, right, yeah. I sold other things to buy more of these and I'm, I'm honestly a huge fan of Eric. I'm a huge fan of what he represents uh, with, with the charity that he donates everything to. And I'm not trying to make this a commercial um, because I wasn't a believer. He took a chance on me. He sent me a rod or two. Yeah. And that's, that's now all I throw. Hell, I bought one of the Trinities the other day from tackle warehouse. Um, the uh the medium heavy seven one just because yeah, yeah. i was such a fan of the the swim bait rods yeah i before i got my leviathan i was i was i was junk fishing i mean i had a savage gear browser i had a 13 to fi um and eric doesn't sponsor me for the record like i my sponsors are skeeter boats yeah <clears throat> that's it and I work for Missile Baits. Like I, <laughs> I pay money for everything else. I don't want sponsors, to be honest with you. Right? Yeah, because then you got to talk about but those you're guys. Obligated. <laughs> it it yeah. comes off fake. You know exactly. Um, but I I had a bunch of other rods, and um, funny enough, like I don't know if I ever talked about this. Um, my I moved into an apartment complex two hours away from home. Uh, I'm the maintenance maintenance guy, and I was scrolling on Facebook one day, and this guy shared a meme, and I was like, "Huh, that's funny." And I, for some reason, scrolled down his page, and it was a guy I had been friends with from Swimbait Universe. And I was scrolling through his page, and like I saw I saw a truck, and I'm like, "That looks really familiar." <clears throat> and I was like, "Whatever." A couple days later go by, and I I punch his name in again, and I'm like, "What the hell? Like this guy lives in Texas?" And a few more days go by, and I'm like. And I'm like, I, I, wa I was walking back to my apartment complex. I used to live at the complex I worked at. And I was like, that, that truck has a Texas plate on it. I'm like, that's weird. And then that night, I was like, what the hell? And I, I went to his profile again. And I'm like, that is definitely his truck. And I scrolled down and it said, lived in my town. And I'm like, whoa, like, no way he actually lives here. And I'm like, this is super crazy. It's super small town. And, uh, and then I, I sat there for like a couple days and I'm like, how do I message this guy I've never talked to before and say, Hey, do you live at, uh, these apartments? Because I think you're my neighbor. And so I, I sat on it for a couple weeks and <laughs> I, I shot him a text. Like he shared something in universe and I shot him a message and was kind of shooting the shit. I'm like, by chance, do you live like in the Grand Rapids area? He's like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, cool. And uh, I was talking to him. I was like, oh, we should fish sometime. I'm like, this is where I'm at. And he's like, oh, cool. That's where I'm at, too. And, I, and, I, and then I was like, well, this is as good as a time as any. And I was like, do you by chance live at this apartment complex? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, um, I was the maintenance guy. I fixed your dishwasher last week. And he's like, oh, no shit, dude. Yeah. And so I'm like, holy shit. Like, it's completely random. I met this guy through Sunbite Universe. Yeah. And uh, a couple days later, like we, we talked a little bit and he's like, Hey, I got a rod for sale. If you want to buy it. I'm like, what do you have? He's like uh Leviathan medium heavy gives me his price. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like I'm going to have like five, some bait rods. So I'm like, sure. I'll buy it. 
and I bought it. And I, this was the time, like, I wasn't, I had taken a break from fishing, and I got back into it after I bought this rod. And I remember picking up this rod, and I said, holy shit, this thing is so light. And I went back upstairs, I put a reel on it, and I'm like, wow, this thing is lighter than some of these other rods I have with no reels on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, whatever. And uh, a couple weeks later, I went out and fished with it, and I caught two sub-30, 30, 35-inch pike on them. And I'm like, holy shit, these rod, this rod is a giant jerkbait rod like this thing is badass and yeah and then it's just has pretty much been all downhill from there as far as that goes since then yeah so like i don't i don't know when the exact date eric sent me those first two rods but i've i've got nine now and it was yeah. this, oh gosh, you know like i'm i'm like I, I can't half-ass anything, and I'm a fan of the rods. I went to all his stuff for swim baits, and now I'm looking at it for for other conventional that I do, and it uh, it's good stuff, you know. And Eric's a good dude. Um, I yeah, it uh, without making this sound like a commercial. Exactly, it, man. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> it, it's it, like I said, I pay for the rods. Um, it. I like them. I don't know what else to say. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to make that clear too. I don't, I don't get anything out of, out of running the ads or anything. I run them because I, I want, I want to have these numbers to show other places when I come at them for uh, ad deals and stuff. Like I don't get anything out of this. I mean, yeah. But I mean, it's good to fish other rods too. Yeah. Um, you know? And, and I, and I, I want to say, I told Eric, like, man, I'm not looking for a sponsorship, you know, like, yeah. I, pay for the rods because i don't want any awkward obligations yeah he's like oh you didn't, you didn't post about this rod what the hell man like i don't i don't want to do the whole six cents googan thing you know like that's yeah. not me right and, uh, that was an industry joke um so and he's like no dude i'm cool and uh just let and me know I, what you think type deal i appreciate it you know yeah <clears throat> but yeah. uh the alpha the the soft swim rod soft swim rod was the the one that really really impressed me with how light it was how sensitive it was and i'm throwing a citizen right mm-hmm. fire it out there let it hit bottom i'm reeling and i'm like oh that's that's rock or that's that's soft bottom yeah silt whatever and then it's rock and then oh shit that's a bite freaking reel down set the hook and skied an eight and a half pounder to the boat oh my gosh dude that's i'm like holy shit yeah i've been missing out (laughs) right yeah i'm Um, like okay what and like let me let me give this omega a little more little more you know thought right uh tied whatever on i forget which one it was but like a medium or a, I think it was a heavy or a extra heavy, but I, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got my system dialed into the, the Leviathans now. What, uh, what's your favorite rod? Like if you're going out to fish, like if you had any chance, you're like, I want to fish this because I get to fish this rod with it. Ah, I, I can't like, I've got a system and it's because I'm OCD, but I've got certain baits that I put, on certain rods as most people do, but I've probably have more of the, the extra heavy and heavies. Okay. Like I've got three extra heavies and three and three of the heavies. Damn. Okay. 
Because um, one's like a 250 rod, you right? Know, with yeah. one gear ratio to Tula 300. Another is a, an extra heavy with it's the same rod and reel, but for bigger glide baits. And then I've right. got, you know, the next size down glide bait for the heavy. And then I've got a dedicated canine rod with a heavy on it. And then a couple medium heavies, but medium heavies, that's medium heavies are my jam. Those are the ones I like. Have you gotten to mess around with the finesse at all? I have not. I do not own a finesse. Oh my gosh. I don't own one yet. And I say yet because I'm going to get one whether i don't care how i have to get one i'm getting one i picked one up at the show um unfortunately i don't i don't live anywhere i don't live close to eric or i don't live by any well, just, wait, just wait till eric listens to this we'll be good yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but uh love those, you eric. <laughs> those uh those finesse rods i picked one up at the gathering and holy shit and uh eric eric told me the story behind it how it how originally it used to be a frog rod, but it was a little heavy of a frog rod. So then he, he, he sent the, um, the blank, uh, blank back to North Fork and, and told him what he wanted done. And they, they changed it up a little bit. Yeah. So like, the, if I can interject, these are Gary Loomis design blanks. Yeah. Yeah. North, dude. North Fork composite. But okay. like you, I was an old, I was an old Loomis guy before Shimano bought him out. Okay. And it's but they're these actions are specific they are proprietary to leviathan but made by gary loomis yeah eric eric was telling me on his uh, on the round table with him he was talking about how like he'd go up there and he'd give him a um like what what they should what they what rods they should turn differently for him and he said, he's like, dude, you walk into the shop and he's like, and it's, it's only locals that work there. You got mom and dads that work there. You have grandpas that work there. He's like, everybody from the community works at NFC and they just, they just turn rod blanks all day. And he's like, and they just, they sell so many rod blanks. And I'm like, that is so awesome, dude. And he's like, and, and that's, he, he's like, that's like, we buy from them because that, and because other reasons. And I'm like, that is so awesome to hear. Like, that's so cool. But it's all made in America. Yeah, exactly. Made in Washington, I want to say. Washington, I believe. I believe. That's, what yeah. I think, that's what I thought was Washington. That I believe right. Washington State. Yeah, P&W um, up there. But then they're doing all the stuff with the blanks in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, which really fits with the missile theme. Like, everything we do is made in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. And that won't change. Like, every stitch of what we do. So, it, it's it's what we prefer. It's what It's who we are. And then to be able to support a swim bait guy that does rods like that. Yeah. The Gary Loomis blanks. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And like for anybody who has never met or talked to Eric, he don't talk to anybody, dude. He's, he is the guy, man. He, he has like, I don't understand. He's, he's a very busy man, but I, I shot him a, shot him a, um, a message. Earlier. Like he'll talk, he'll talk shit with you. Yeah, I, I shot him a message earlier. I'm like, hey, man, I hope you and your family have a, have a happy holidays. And he responds to me with this paragraph. I'm like, dude, like, you didn't have to do that. Like, you could have just said, oh, you too, man. And I'd, I'd have been happy. Like, I was just hitting him up and just telling him happy holidays. But he, he is the guy. He is so nice. And, man, I don't know. He's just he's a super nice guy. That's all I can say about him, really. Yep. But uh, so... What 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 are your setups? So you said you for your uh, extra heavies, you have your th would you say three hundred tat on them? Yeah, so I've I've gone 
I mean, I I played with the IMXs. I played with the 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 Tranks, and the Tranks is a great reel. I prefer the gear ratio options of the Daiwa Tatula 300. I've gone to eight to one on my glide baits because not necessarily for the speed, but the ability to keep up with the bait. Like if the wind's blowing and the boat's moving. Yeah. You got to be able to keep up with that bait and you can't, you can't speed up a six or a seven to one, but you can slow down an eight. Right. Um, so I've, I've gone pretty well to eight to ones for all my glide baits for, so I'm looking at my alpha. I've got a six to one on my alpha for like citizens and huds and, and, uh, Oh, battle shads. I'm a big fan of that stuff. The right. working class zero stuff. I don't know Mike personally, but I'm a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for he sure. Does like he's he's a freaking guru and he gets it. And then um, I've got an extra heavy with an eight to one three hundred on it for a two fifty, which is a big bait of mine. Um, I've got another extra heavy with an eight to one for you know the bigger other glide baits right and then a couple mm-hmm. heavies i throw the uh and eric this kind of goes against what eric likes but <laughs> i throw my like eight inch mag drafts or my seven inch ospreys yeah on a heavy omega it's funny you say that because i fish i fish the five and six inch mag drafts on my medium heavy and i i love it like i'm like like damn this this is pretty damn pretty damn impressive like i i know he's always like oh that's a hard bait rod I'm like oh it works pretty damn well for what i'm using it for too bait. yeah exactly and like we 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 didn't have an argument but like we i figured out that we did not agree um <laughs> i'm like but the line through is a treble hook bait right yeah and you, you send it home like a jig hook would yeah you know like a jig hook you want the alpha yeah um, so I like, and he, he prefers, I think the alpha remix. Yeah. For, I was going to ask if you had the remix cause the remix is the blue one and mm-hmm. then the, the, uh, just the alpha soft swims are the black and white ones. Yep. So I've got the soft swim. He suggested the alpha remix for the line throughs or the, the mag drafts. I decided to go with the, the Omega heavy. Yeah. And yep. I'm glad I did. Now right. I will throw the ten inch mag draft on the Alpha Soft Swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of rubber though, too. And I've recently come to like that better. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm super torn. Like I don't fish a lot of soft baits, but I want an Alpha. I want an Alpha Swim or an Alpha Remix just to get into fishing the jig hooks. Like Marshall, I would do Alpha uh, Soft Swim. Yeah, if it me uh, yeah, for the hooks. Because it'll throw a six-inch citizen, mm-hmm, right? It'll seven. It'll throw the HUD sixty-eight. It'll throw yeah, a that's like, eight. That's all my style. It'll style. throw a HUD ten-inch, right? <laughs> like, like that rod is a do-all rod for soft baits, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, the only guy I know off the top of my head that has uh, an Alpha Remix is Marshall, the homeless fisherman, and that's and he's fishing like the twelve-inch Nates on it. And I want like off the top of my head, that's the only guy I know of 
that has one that at least I see use it. He uses it a lot because he's he's been fishing that bait for the last couple of weeks. But other than that, I just see everybody using the the Alpha Soft Swim, which obviously works just as well. <laughs> I mean, it, the the one I've got's money. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. Like, for what I'm doing with it. Now, I mean, it, like I said, everybody's got their style. Um, and there, there might be a lot of people that disagree with what you and I are talking about right now, but <laughs> it, that goes back to their style. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to talk trash about any other rod guys like the IMX pros are great rods. The Dobbins champions are great rods. I just, for me where I'm at and, and, and a lot of it comes down to, you know, what, what amount of money are you willing to put into your swim bait fishing? Exactly. Exactly. Because the Leviathans are not cheap. No, no. But with scales twenty percent or scales twenty, you can save twenty percent on every any Leviathan rod purchase. Make sure I got to say that right. <laughs> Set you up perfect for that. Bam! Boom! Off the list. Uh, we actually had that set up an hour ago. <laughs> no, that that was organic. Actually, it was. It was perfect. Uh, um, but it, it, it's 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 where you're at, you know. So I mean, if if these guys want to. I get people that, that contact, like whether it be tackle shop owners, like, man, I want to get in swim baits. What would you suggest for this? I don't want to spend more than that. There's a rod for that. Mm -hmm. And then there's a middle of the road rod. And then there's kind of a high middle. And then for me, this being my current passion and thing, I, that's why I'm throwing Leviathans. So. Yeah, exactly. We should probably move on from this because it does <laughs> sound like a commercial. There was, uh... Oh, your, your style of fishing, like when you go out, you know, you, you go out tomorrow, it, your ideal way of the fish eating, how are they going to be eating your bait? Like, how are you going to be working your glide baits? If, if you could pick any way for these fish to react and eat, are you, you more of a super fast guy like I am, or are you kind of more of that solemn or slalom, uh, head hunting glide style? Dude, I don't, I don't burn a lot of baits. And so if you watch the swim bait reviews guy. Um, he always burns his baits. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's cool to like show <laughs> off the stability of a bait, I guess. But I don't, I don't catch a lot of fish burning baits. Um, the only bait that I will burn is like a bullshad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Mike Buka is awesome. Um, and he was a pioneer of that multi-joint bait deal. I've got to wear... I only throw the eight and nine inch bull shads now. That's one of the few baits that I will burn. I don't burn a lot of glide baits. I'll chop a lot of glide baits. Right. That's what I do is I chop them super hard. Which is why I like the eight to ones. Um, my, my favorite, I guess my favorite bite would be just a low and well, not low, but like a two fifty like fire it out there just a slow steady retrieve with the occasional bump and they they smash a 250 is probably my current favorite way to catch them outside yeah. outside of catching them however they want to eat like that's right you know. i i've never been able to get into the slow rolling glides i don't know I mean, I'd caught, I've caught fish doing it. Fishing colder weather. Yeah, exactly. I had just never been able to, to produce the fish I have when I can just chop them super hard. And now it's like, that's, that's all I do. I go out and I, I chop them. I don't fish anything slow. And 
that's probably been a downfall. I mean, you, you've heard the show, you know, you probably know that, that wake baits are, are my mortal enemy on this earth. And, uh, I've, well, come to the, I've come to the conclusion that I think it's just because I probably fish them too fast, but I, I don't, I don't comprehend that because I'm used to cranking pretty fast when I'm fishing glide baits and stuff. And so in the springtime, I'm going to slow it way down. I'm going to take a six gear ratio out there and just, and just crank a crank a whatever wake bait. And I'm sure I'll probably get a, a bite and I'll be like, holy shit, I've been doing this wrong for four or five years now. Wow. That's a hell of a time to learn that out. <laughs> I mean, it's all where you're at, but here, and that goes back to what we were saying earlier here, they're central uh, or concentrated on the bait. In the yeah. Morning. And if you have a warm day, it'll be higher in the column. If it's super cold, it'll be on the bottom. And, you know, I'm not completely sold out to just throwing swim baits. I still throw a lot of everything. Right. It's part of my system. Um. I mean, there's days where you catch them on smaller stuff, you know, like an old Kitek. Um, there's days when, like, well, the same day, later in the day, you can get them to eat a 250. Um, you know, it's it's just figuring out the mood of the fish or where they're where they're positioned in relation to the bait or how active they are, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I think my my downfall probably is. You, you mentioned earlier that you pack super heavy and I just, I don't do that. I'm like the complete opposite. I'll go down. Too heavy. Um, yeah. I'll interrupt you real quick. I watched one of Jeffrey's videos last week uh-huh. and then sold like six baits. <laughs> um, he did his top five and he's like, man, I stick to the tried and true baits that I've done well on and that are, that are, you know, accomplished baits in in the swim bait community or whatever and i'm like wow like i've i've been very guilty of wanting to get all of them that i could i fish them all i'm not right, a, yeah any means like all of if you buy a used bait for me it's gonna have hook rash and teeth marks on it hopefully mm-hmm. you know? yeah um I, but i've got a bait i've you know i'll have a bait that I, hasn't seen enough love in a while and i'll i'll sell it off you know just it's it's constantly changing with me uh what what i'm doing yeah yeah as you learn i mean you should change yeah i i think i can count on two hands how many baits i actually own right now like i i've sold out a lot of stuff there was a point in time i had a ghost i had like four 250s i had a hinkle trout i had two or three phonies um shit what else did i have i just had a lot a lot of stuff um I had a mother and I was like, there's something snapped and I'm like, why do I have all this stuff? Like, I do not need all this stuff. And I, I, sold. I had the same epiphany. Like yeah. I, I had, I had a mother or two and I'm like, man, I'm going to tie up like $600 in a rod to throw one bait. Exactly. On one lake, maybe 10 casts a year. Yep. And uh, in my opinion, that's dumb. And so I <laughs> sold the mother. But yet I've got experience throwing the mother and my God, does it have the drawing power? Like mm-hmm. on four yeah. or every cast you made, there was something following it in. That was a third, the size of the bait you were throwing. Right. But, and, and so I learned a lot from owning that bait and throwing it for a few months. Um, but for where I'm at, I settled on like 
I mean, the 250 or the uh, the Andromeda from 86. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw that you had, had a couple of those. I, I like those. Those are, those are good. Um, and then uh, I had a couple ghosts, sold them, and then regretted it because one of the dudes in my circle has been playing with one and getting bit. And then, <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't going to throw it out there. <laughs> so I bought another one because Ashton had been catching on it. Yeah, I'd seen, seen he caught a couple on it. For me, I caught one on it. And then I sold it. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's his style. It's not mine. And right. it blew my mind that I caught the fish that I caught without a lip in it. Damn. And I'm not trying to give away his stuff. Right. Um, but he, he rolls up to me. He's like, man, did you lose your lip? I'm like, nope. He's like, what are you <laughs> doing with that? <laughs> That's funny. There's, <laughs> I've, I've sold a lot of baits. I, the mother I had, I looking back on it, I sold it what like four years ago. I sold it to Phoenix when Phoenix and I weren't really like we knew each other, but we weren't friends. And I regret it. I'm like, man, I wish. There's I a couple of baits that I've regretted selling, but I've most of them I've gotten them back. Like I had, I had two or three Hinkles. I sold those just because guys paid me 450 bucks a piece for them. That's why I sold mine too. <laughs> and I didn't throw them that much. I throw the phony shad a lot more. Right. I throw uh, the Andromeda now, you know, and it, it fills that role for me. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm a businessman too. So, like, if I had little to nothing in a Hinkle and I could sell it for 450 and that's Why the going bait, I'm not <laughs> necessarily flipping the bait because right. that's not cool, but you, know, you make me an offer, yeah, it's yours. Yeah, exactly. And my drawback was – I had all these super big baits and I moved down here where I'm not on Lake Michigan anymore. Lake Michigan was like my main where I was catching all my big fish at all big largemouth. And I moved down here into the middle of the state and I just have these rivers that you can cast across with, with smallmouth. And I mean, there's, there's five pound smallmouth in here, but there is not the same thing that I was fishing for up at home. And I've caught smallmouth on 250 and stuff, but it's like, Am I gonna make myself? Am I gonna make myself go crazy trying to fish this 250 in the river, and you know, fish for five days with no fish, or even worse yet, snag it up on an underwater boulder that I can't get out to, or something along those lines? And I looked at it and I'm like, oh shit! So I sold all that stuff, but now I'm like, well, you know, maybe maybe I should get another 250. I could I could justify getting one, or maybe I should get X Y Z. Maybe I should get a mother for when the pike push up here and all this stuff. And I, I have a little list going of stuff I need to look for this winter to, to make sure I'm ready for next spring. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I wasn't going to hold on to the shit and never fish it. Like there was dollar signs sitting there. There was hundred dollar bills. And I'm like, well, I better just cash out because who knows Dude, if I get to a point where I look at a bait, like once I'm over it, every time I see it, it looks like $400 or $300 or $200. And then I, I end up selling it and then buying something else that I want. You know, I try to keep, I try to keep fishing money and fishing as far as that goes. But, um, or there's something I've already bought that I need to get rid of something else to cover, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I'm sure there's other guys like this. Like I used to spend $300 on a bait, not even bad an eye. I'd say, I, I sent Andrew Hinkle $220. Didn't even process what I just did. And then, you know, fast forward now, I, 
I pay my rent $750, and I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I just paid that much to live here. <laughs> and I could have bought cheap. me a mother, mother and some that's 250s. That's cheap. I mean, yeah, that's it really true. is. Yeah. But, I mean, it's all compared to where you're at. But Middle Tennessee's not not too overinflated at the moment. But it, <laughs> um, it's a deep rabbit hole, dude, and it's not cheap. But uh, it's it's worth it, you know, like what the payoff that we get, you know, right, you yeah. time into finding the bait, paying for the bait, getting the bait, learning the bait, and then applying the bait where it needs to be applied. And I think that's where I disagree with a lot of these guys are like, man, I got in this bait in this color. I threw it for eight days and I finally got a follower. <laughs> Good session. And I'm like, that's horrible. Yeah, maybe maybe you need to switch that up a little bit. Like half of the swim bait stuff to me is learning when to put that shit down. Yeah. <clears throat> but but you know, part of it is like you learn so much more about fish behavior when you're throwing the big baits. Yeah. Um and it and applies like to the other fishing you do with if you still fish tournaments or for the guys that do that or, you know, other baits. But like, you know, most people look at a big bait and like, man, you're going to get four bites a day on that. Well, hell, in the where I'm going, you'll get 25, 30 bites a day. Right, yeah, exactly. Like I've, I've had days where, you know, me, my best five in the front of the boat have been 38 pounds or 35 and the dude in the back of the boat, his best five went 29. Right. You know, our best five went 41. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts. And they're like, well, you're not going to get a lot, but we, you still catch a bunch of three and four pounders on a 10 inch mag draft or. Oh my gosh. It's ridiculous. Like these, my first fish on a Hinkle shad ever was like a two pounder. I finally got that bite. I lean into it. Water ski it in. <laughs> Eat his ass to the boat. And my buddy's like, dude, you need a net? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, just flipped it right over. Yeah. And I'm sure it was an ankle shad. I'm like, yep, two and a half pounder. Like, that just goes to show you that Yeah, it doesn't matter where you're at. Like, fish are going to be fish. Yeah. It's, I mean, um, fishing Lake Michigan, uh, it it was a treat. I didn't think it was back then because I lived 10 minutes away from it. But looking back at it now, when I go up there, I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss this so much. Like those fish up there, just, just cheese balls. I mean, they're so fat and they, they lose their mind over a glide bait over some rocks. And like I said, there's days I'd go out there, I'd catch eight or nine fish. And I'm like, holy shit, like this, this shouldn't be happening right now. This is an 11 inch bait, 12 inch bait. And you guys are murdering it. Like the smallest one I caught was a pound and a half. And the biggest one I caught was five and a half. Like you guys are crazy. And it's just, just funny yeah. how it works. Yep. You need to get down to Tennessee. I know. I was thinking that when you were talking about catching fives and eights, I'm like, holy shit, that must be nice. <laughs> it's, it's, I was talking to, uh, to Tim Little from Tactical Bassin. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And, uh, I mean, we're friends and, uh, he's like, man, it, it sounds bad to be disappointed when you don't break 30. And there's a lot of people that are going to think you're, you're a dick when yeah. you, <clears throat> but I mean, he's done it in California, yeah, right. you know? And, and he's like, you couldn't, you couldn't like call just a regular buddy up and tell him, you know, like, man, how'd you do today? Well, I had 25 pounds. Right. 
and they'd be like, that's, that's great. <laughs> you know, you're like, like, yeah, not really. How many 30 pound bags you want to catch? You know, like, like I want to catch 40 pound bags. Yeah. Well, you're an ass. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all relative to where you're at and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've caught a good amount of 20 pound bags. Um, I have caught probably about a quarter of them, if not half all on swim baits. And this spring, when I was telling you like that time we went out and I first got to experience the Garmin, that was early, early April. And we went out and we broke like 23 pounds in April up here. And I mean, it's, it's snowing. We're hitting like, we're hitting like two foot, uh, two foot drifts when we're running across this little tiny Uh, lake. But that uh, translates to 30 something pounds where I'm at. Yeah, dude, I caught, I caught a five, nine, uh, a four, eight, and then my buddy caught like two threes and then like a mid three or something like that. And that was, that was, I was like, holy shit. Like I've had some super, super, super good days, but I'm like, I've never had this good of a day in April. Like the water was like 42 degrees or something like that. And I'm catching them on a TK. He's catching them. He caught one on a KGB crappie and then what were the other two like on burritos or something like that and i'm like oh my gosh like this is unheard of for the state of michigan at least as far as my knowledge like it's absolutely crazy we're not even supposed to be fishing for these fish right now like so wild yeah yep but i mean it's all where you're at you know yeah what I mean? about catching the biggest fish where you live yeah I, we dropped we dropped just over 25 on the 4th of july a couple years ago and I caught probably 40 fish on a glide bait that day. And that was absolutely the craziest thing ever. Like we're fishing like 25 foot visibility and I'm just ripping this bait <laughs> out of fish's mouths. Cause I'm getting so excited when they come up and just T-bone this thing and they're missing I've the hooks and I'm just ripping that. Past them. <laughs> like oh 25 God. foot visibility is nuts. Yeah, dude. H- have you ever gotten to fish? In their small mouth, right? No, no large mouth. Okay. I'll I'll send you some videos when we're done. Have you ever gotten to fish up here in like the Great Lakes region at all? I fished St. Clair the year that Larry Nixon won the FLW tournament, which okay. may very well have been before you were born. <laughs> um, uh, I a, a buddy of mine who who's been a uh, a fishing mentor of mine since I was very young was fishing the FLW tour and he fished the elite series after that. But, uh, yeah. he offered when I was a kid, you know, if I stayed out of trouble or whatever, yeah. Um, didn't fuck off and be a shithead when I was young. <laughs> he's like, he asked my dad, he's like, man, you, you know, if he's been good, like, can I, can I, can you fly him up to St. Clair and pre-fish with me for the week ahead of the FLW tournament I'm fishing? Yeah. And so that was like a highlight of my life at the time, right? Get to go up there and hang out with a, with a pro and fish for the week and, and catch smallmouth for the first time. And um, so God, I don't even remember what year that was, but, but the gurus can look it up. <laughs> um, it's when Larry Nixon won the St. Clair tournament. All right, I looked that up real quick. Larry. Dude, so I, I've never fished Lake St. Clair. I've never. I've been over that's to Detroit right? once, and that was a couple weeks ago for the first that's, time ever. Like for Magnum Smallmouth. Yeah. I and just, I caught a five, and this, this was so many years ago. I caught a five-pounder, and I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely my biggest smallmouth. Hell, first, first time I've caught smallmouth. But we were dragging tubes. They were right bite tubes, just dragging tubes, looking for dark spots. 
And then we were throwing a clown colored Lucky Craft pointer. And we were throwing uh, a Sammy, a Lucky Craft Sammy. Because it was the, during the Mayfly hatch. Yeah. And then a solid chartreuse bladed spinnerbait. So it was it was two years. No, it was three years before I was born. 1999. <laughs> was when Larry Nixon won that tournament? Yeah. On 73, 73 pounds, nine ounces for an uh, FLW. Are you sure? Oh, wait, no, this is this is BAS. Hold on. Uh, no, look up. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> Was it out of Detroit that year? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Nixon wins FLW title in Detroit. This article was wrote in 2012. <laughs> it was before that. Detroit River. Um... Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, I was a kid. I couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. The only ones I've been that drive since like 2002. So it was before that. Mm-hmm. What the hell here? Uh, but yeah, I've I've never I went to Detroit once to fish Detroit River a couple weeks ago for walleye, and that was the first and last time I've ever been on the east side of the state. Believe it or not, hmm. it's just I don't know. It's it's hard to leave Lake Michigan when it was when it was always right there. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. People ask me to travel to Texas and all over now that I'm not fishing tournaments, and I'm like. Mm-hmm catch 30 to 40 pound bags in my backyard an hour and a half two hours away from the house it's really tough to get me out of here right now yeah i i would have if somebody um was like hey come fish boom i'm fucking out of here plane ticket the next day i mean come come to tennessee is what i'm saying that's, that's uh i was gonna touch on this touched on it the last episode it's not really it's not really uh like a surprise anymore i'm actually it's gonna it's gonna be S and T shops tour, and so I'm gonna be doing this thing where, you know, I'm it's gonna be I'm gonna go hang out with a builder or whoever for like a weekend. I uh, saw your post about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fil- like film an episode put me up for a while, and it came up kind of awkward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> film an episode, um, edit or take a video of their shop or their workspace, whatever. Edit it in like a super cringy's two thousand reality TV show edits, and then. <laughs> uh, and then do do like a local meetup for wherever they're at. And I have a couple guys, but there there's also guys who are like, "Hey, you should come fish with me, and you should you should do it for this." I'm like, "Okay, like that sounds good to me." <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, dude. I'll have to I'll I'll put your name down, especially because you like you like we talked about earlier. You are around some pretty badass guys. Like you you guys are like you guys know what you're doing. Your core group of buddies, that's for sure. And I wasn't trying to name drop all those dudes, but they're friends of mine. You know what I mean? You're good. Jason, um, Jason will listen to this and, and he'll 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 message me. Oh, you did you didn't have to you didn't have to talk about me so in such a nice manner, all this and all that. No, but off camera we'll we'll talk all the shit we want. Yeah, so. there we go. Yeah, that sounds Especially good. Especially about Ashton and Bo. Like Jason is a nice guy. <laughs> Ashton and Bo, I'm not so sure are nice guys. <laughs> uh, although Bo's a Bo's a doctor in, in Alabama and <laughs> you know, he's he's the good doctor, but no, they're, all, they're all good dudes. Uh, um, and I'm I, I'm very fortunate to have befriended those guys through the swimbait community. 
per se. Uh, because like you asked earlier, I would, I would never know them if it wasn't outside for swim bait underground or universe or whatever it was, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, one more, one, one thing I wanted to touch on before we close it up was, so obviously you are on like the conventional side of stuff. So how often do you have guys in your boat or you're in boats that, that guys are dragging a jig or whatever and, and you're slinging a glide bait and, and you catch a fish and these guys are not necessarily awestruck, but they're like, holy shit, like, I can't believe you just, you just pulled up behind me in the back of the boat or pulled us up onto this point. You sling that thing out there and you just, you caught, even if it's a small fish, you're just like, holy shit, you just did that. Does that happen pretty frequently for you? So last Sunday, last Saturday, the weekend before was Monday and Sunday. <laughs> it's, um, it, it happens a lot if I'm taking a customer out or, yeah. Yeah. you know, a friend of a friend or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it happens quite often, you know, and it, just being in the business I'm in, I, I take a lot of different people fishing. Um, and I've, I've been gravitating more towards the bigger swim baits for my personal fishing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I enjoy doing, but yet I still enjoy, and I still fish a lot of conventional because sometimes that's what it takes. And I'm not willing to go out and put a good session in with two followers. Like I want to catch fish at the end of uh -huh. the day. So if it takes me throwing a jig, if you told me you could go to this lake and catch the biggest fish in that lake, throwing a drop shot all day. That's, your drop shot. that's what i'm doing yeah um and that's where i refer back to jason flusher he'd do the same thing yeah like a trophy hunter yep you know yeah. now some of it look there's a lot of us that just like throwing them on garage made handmade swim baits that you can't get from anywhere yeah and i've been guilty of that too like would i prefer to catch them on an hph or a, a kgb legend or a donk or a phony yeah like that's that's preferred but if right. they're not that i am not above throwing a neko rig <laughs> yeah exactly dude you know what i mean like i don't yeah. care fishermen i like catching fish and if we're out there trying to throw big baits and it sucks it's a challenge to me but i'm gonna figure out how to catch them right and you it's know? It's funny you say that because uh, I got to take, well, I, I'd say I got to take, um, a guy invited me onto his boat, you know, never, never, ever talked to this guy. I talked to him the night before. So my girlfriend's uh, family is really good friends with this family that owns a pizzeria. And we go to this pizzeria and he's super big into fishing. And um, it was just after the gathering. And so the wife was out talking to my girlfriend and I, cause she came with me and she was asking about the gathering and stuff. And she was asking about how much these baits cost. And like oh my gosh peter come out here and he comes out here he's like oh yeah swim baits blah 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 and he comes out here like two more times and like 10 minutes later he walks out he's like Adrian, what are you doing tomorrow <laughs> uh it was it was on a saturday night like super late like nine o'clock i'm like oh nothing i think taylor and i were gonna go to the mall or something he's like oh he's like you wanna fish a tournament tomorrow i'm like uh okay he's like i'll, I'll pay the i'll pay the entry fees like all you gotta do is meet me at the house 4 30 He's like, just bring your swim baits. He's like, it's a big bass tournament tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. And we go out there. Good and for him. Like, you're yeah. throwing the big baits. He's doing yeah. what he does. And, uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not fishing a big bait at all. I'm, I'm fishing, a, I think it was just, just a paperweight or something. And I'm out there fishing. and yeah. Which is I a know. great bait, by the way. 
Yeah, I, I love that. But I, the first fish, I was slinging um, a 316 Rising Sun, and we were on this little flat, and the sun was coming up, the water was starting to heat up, and so I was, I was burning it pretty quick. And uh, fish comes up, porpoises on it, rolls over, swims away. And I'm like, are you serious? And he just looks back at me like, holy shit, like you just had a bite on that. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and he thought that was the coolest thing. And we're going back. This lake wasn't very big. I'd never even fished it before. We're going back, and he's he's flipping docks, ripping jerk baits past posts and stuff. And I'm flipping the paperweight back into into boat slips. And I, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a fish back here. And he's like, you think so? I'm like, yeah, watch this. He flip back there get about three cranks in, boom, I, 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 uh, I lean into a fish, and he's just freaking out, he's fumbling around trying to get the net, and uh, he's like, I'll net it, I'll net it, I'll net it, I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll just flip it in the boat, and flip it into the <laughs> boat, and he's just like, oh my gosh, he's like, you just, you just caught the fish, it's gonna cash the check, and I'm like, I, I really don't think it's that big, dude, it's like, only, it's only like a three and a half pounder. He blew this guy's mind three times in a row. In dude, one- dude, it's been probably about three months in this since this happened and we'll go in and we'll go get pizza or like I'll, I'll call and uh he'll answer the phone and i'll start to talk and he'll be like oh my god is this the glide bait kid i'm like yeah yeah it's it's me pete he's like oh he's like okay i, I got your guys's order already he's like fine you don't even worry about paying just come in and sit down and i'll come out and talk to you guys i'll bring your pizza out i'm like oh my gosh and so like it's so funny. Like he he refers to me as his son now. And it's like that's the inside joke between the families. Like I've met this guy like five times, and four of them have been at the pizzeria. The one time was four o'clock in the morning to go fish, and he just it's so funny. He puts my contact into his phone. He's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put you as the glide bait guy. Is that okay? I said, dude, that's okay, dude. It's your Whatever. phone. Like, as long as you know who it is, I don't care. And he's yeah. always asking me about these baits. It's so funny. Yep. No, I get, I get, I get messages every day on social media, or you know, different people calling or whatever that have yeah. my number. They're like, "Man, what would you suggest for this?" And I'm like, I, "And I get so it, it's weird because most I, I I feel obligated to say like, man, in my opinion, this is what works for me because it's so different everywhere, right?" Like there's the basic core stuff you can do. And I feel like Matt and Tim at Tactical Bassin do a great job with that. You know, like the basic core stuff. Um, but once you get down the rabbit hole, it gets really specific. Mm-hmm. And different baits do different things for different people. You know, like like to me, the go-to out-of-the-box high-end custom bait is a 7-inch Tato Eon Glide. You know, Josh Heron makes it. You can yeah. burn it, you can chop it, you can you can glide it wide. It fishes like an eight inch bait, even though it's smaller, and it gets bit in a tournament style situation. I liked I much prefer that two hundred dollar bait over an S waiver. Yeah, but I'm yeah. admittedly a snob when it comes to fi- you know, big swim baits. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and the two hundred dollar price tag is going to turn a lot of dudes off, but it'll save you a lot of money if you just go ahead and do it. You know, now do yeah. I throw the Tato enough myself? No, because I've I'm on to different things at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I remember I broke off the paperweight I had tied on. That sucks. Uh, I broke it off on a fish, which I was like, man, it wasn't that big of a fish. It's whatever, and he. He freaked out about it the whole rest of the day. He's like, "Do you want to go back and look for it?" I'm like, "No, dude. Like, it's, it's in whatever. a fish. 
There's yeah. no way to get it. I, yeah. I said, I said, I'm not worried about it, dude. Like, I'll get another one. He's like, dude. He's like, you said that pay was like 130. dollars I said, I'll get another one. I was like, dude, I had it. Sold me a nine inch battle shad. This was a couple uh-huh. back, right? Uh huh. I paid him. I mean, whatever, a hundred bucks. Call it for argument's sake. 120, whatever it was. <laughs> I pay him. I pay him for this battle shed. It was brand new. I spent the 20 minutes to rig it up perfect in the boat. Like oh, I no. met him on the lake. He gives me the bait. I'm like, sweet. So I, I spend the time to rig it up. It was perfect. I made three casts with it. <laughs> and I heard on the fourth cast, I heard a Nick go through the guides. I'm like retrieving my third cast and I'm like, yeah. Like it didn't register completely. I fire off that fourth cash. Just goes. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like there went a hundred plus dollars. Yeah. But it's part of the game. It looks good on the bottom of the lake though. It's rigged nicely. (laughs) I mean, it was rigged perfectly. Um, I got my magnet out. I was dragging like scraping bottom with my net. It wasn't that deep and never. And I'm like, you know what? At what point do you just give up? Who cares? Yeah. But I've lost HPHs. I've lost two fifties. I've lost bullshads like the nine and eight inch glides. Um, it's just part of it. And yeah, exactly. I forget whose video it was, whether it was Jeffrey's video or whatever, but he's like, dude, if you're not willing to fish these things, like they're already gone. I think it was Mike Gilbert. Mike, yeah, it was Mike. Consider it gone. He's like, if you tie that bait on, consider it gone. And if you're not willing to put that bait where it needs to go or work it, how it needs to be worked, you got no business doing this. Yeah. And it's, and stuck, and it's true. Like mm-hmm. it's stuck. And people ask like, well, how many baits have you lost? I'm like, yeah, five or six. Fuck, I wish it'd be five or six. There was there was a point in time I lost like 11 or 10 taxi trouts in a summer. <laughs> it oh, was, God. Yeah, dude, it was brutal. They, they, were, <laughs> they, they, weren't, they weren't all me. Like, like four, or five business, were me. Dude. four or five of them were me. And then other ones were guys who wanted to fish these baits and they'd go and cast. They'd get a backlash in my rod. They thought they'd pick it out all the way. Then they'd go to cast again and that fucker's gone. <laughs> you're, you're nicer than I am. They they would all pay me for it, but I'm like, it's fine. Like, I'll just get another one. I'll take, but, uh, but there's a certain point, like, like yes, there's the dollar amount of the bait, but then yeah, it's like, I gotta go find another one now. Replace it. Yeah. Which um, makes that bait a lot more valuable. Yeah. There was uh, the first, first ever soft bait I ever bought. It was from um, Gail Burrito. This was when it was hard to get on his drops. Yeah. Um, like a line through or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got a jig hook gill. Uh, yeah. painted a natural gill whatever super excited takes the two weeks to get here i get it i'm like awesome uh, my dad's like do you want to go troll for crappie i'm like sure we can go um and when you jump me in the lake dump me in the lake i'll, I'll troll around and i'll, I'll cast you get back down here he's like cool pick him up and um i'm like well can we just kind of slow motor over to the two points where we troll he's like yeah that's fine and i kid you not man fourth or fifth fourth or fifth fourth or fifth cast wind up overhand sling that thing like i do every single time and that thing's just going and going and going and going again and i'm like holy shit then i realize that it's not attached to my line anymore <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh and it lands and uh, i had a super old bass boat it was a cheetah i don't know if you remember the old bayline or cheetah bass boats i don't dude this thing oh my gosh older than dirt my dad 
What'd you say? I feel like I should. It, they they were old. I, they had um, mine had a Suzuki on it, but they used to come with another motor. There was two styles: the Suzuki and then the other style. And the other style was complete shit. I got this boat for four hundred dollars, mind you. So like, it was a steal. But uh, yeah, um, but I I fished the shit out of that thing. But my dad puts the motor down and he goes over to where he thinks it is. He's like, oh, I'll jump in. He's starting to take his phone and everything out of his pocket. I'm like, no, it's it's fine. It, I was like, it was thirty dollars. I'll just get another one. And I never ended up getting another one, but yeah i was just like oh shit that sucks but i was like it's like 15 feet deep here i'm not gonna be able to get the fucking thing like whatever i don't care <laughs> yeah. i do care but i'll just i'll shrug it off and act like i don't but i'll go home and i'll i'll cry in my pillow <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you get over it i mean yeah, i went out and bought the magnet when i lost the hph that i had 275 bucks in and that's brutal it uh you know i i drug that magnet around forever and i tied off to several brush piles and pulled them out of the ground and nothing gosh man i i casted one bait off this year no i okay i what line are you throwing uh now i'm fishing 17 pound copoly on everything uh on most stuff yeah i like and and once again i i buy this stuff yeah but i like sunline's great for what I fish normal conventional. Mm-hmm. It was not so good in my experience when you upgraded size with big baits. Yeah. And, and I, and it could have been a bad spool and call me a weirdo, <laughs> but I, I, I don't trust it now for the big baits. So I've gone back to Seaguar and Vizex. Okay. 20, uh, and I run straight floral. I don't do braid the leader. Yeah. I run straight fluoro, 20 pound in Vizex for most everything. And then my smaller stuff, I'll go 17 and knock on wood. I hope I don't jinx myself, but I have had zero issues. Yeah. I, this was the only issue I had with 17 this year. And I'm not fishing anything crazy big like I used to. Like up until this year, for the last five years, I was I was team sixty five pound braid for everything, and I caught a lot of fish like that, and that's why that those guys would cast baits off when they would when they like did braid back. the leader. No, no, just straight braid. Okay. See, I, I don't have balls to do that. I yeah, feel like you pressured and would see the see the braid. See, that's like that's what everybody says, and that's I I caught all my biggest bags bags on braid in that twenty five foot of visibility. Those fish like. No. They just don't give a shit. And so, like, for some reason, I don't get me. I don't know, man. I'll probably switch back to braid because that's what I've done forever. And that's what I've I've never I mean, had like any crazy. Problem. Do it. I mean, rock yeah. on. So and so I was like, I was like, screw it. I'm fishing the river. Like, I'm going to I'm going to try something new. 17 pound Copali. I go back home and I'm fishing these docks that I always used to fish. And uh, I, I I'm fishing the flea shad, throwback flea shad, pitch it under the stock. I got it the day before I got it Thursday and Friday. Um, we went back up to my parents or no, I got it Friday. We left Friday night, got back up to my parents' house. I'm fishing Saturday. I fish a different part of Lake Michigan. Than I usually do had two, had a big ass pike. And then I had a small mouth, miss the bait. I'm like, whatever. I go to this spot that I always used to fish about four. I'm pitching it in between these boat slips under a pontoon is where I cast this one. And the biggest largemouth I won. Okay. One of the biggest largemouth I'd ever seen came up looked at it i'm like holy shit that's fucking that's crazy 
and uh, I do a few more casts that follows it out, and then it just kind of turns around and just slowly beelines it out to the middle of these docks. And I know that there's um, it flooded one year and it sunk a bunch of tires and like uh, like pool chests, kind of like those like where you throw your inflatables and shit in. Yeah, some good. And there, there's there's a there's a pile of shit down there. It's like 13 feet deep. Cast out there. I'm on my phone dicking around. I turn my GoPro off because I'm like, oh, that's gonna take a while to sink down there. Sinks down there. Um, and I'm doing something. I think I'm texting my girlfriend back, and all of a sudden I see this line. It, the line gets picked up and it starts to swim away and I don't notice it right away. And I'm like, I, I catch it. I'm like, Oh shit. So I, I send the text, put it, put the phone in my pocket. I reel down into this you fish. I swing into it. I swing into this fish and it's loaded and dude, this thing's peel and drag and it's, it's a Corrado K tightened down all the way. So there's like 15, 16 pounds of drag. And I'm like, Holy shit. I'm trying, I'm finger fucking the GoPro to turn it on. I end up taking like four pictures of this rod, like doubled over all the way. And, like, there's tension on the rod, and then, it, boom, it just goes slack. And I'm like, what? And come to find out, this fish had wrapped me around one of these pilings closer. Like, it had picked it. There must have been a lot of slack in line because it picked it up and slammed all the way back to the docks. I don't know if you guys have zebra mussels down there, but we have these mussels. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. yeah, and so it, it just wrapped me up along this post or this dock post, and... It just it ended up snapping me off, and I sat there for 15 minutes. I sat crisscross the applesauce to the edge of the stock, waiting for this fish to throw this bait because it doesn't sink very fast. So I'm like, I'll just wait for this fish to throw this bait, and I'll get it. Sat there for 15 minutes, didn't didn't throw the bait. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not texting Kyle until like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go home. I'm not gonna talk to anybody. I'm gonna take like a two hour nap, and then I'll text Kyle. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's the plan. I get home, my girlfriend's eating breakfast, and my parents are out in the garage. I walk in the garage, and my dad or mom talk with me, and my dad's like, what the fuck is wrong, dude? Like, why are you in such a pissy mood? I'm like, I, I just lost a bait, okay? Like, the guy literally just sent it to me yesterday. I got it yesterday. Hey, yeah. He sent it to me for free. I feel like an asshole. My dad's like, oh, shit, because my dad obviously knows, like, what that meant because he's yeah. been dealing with me for a couple years, and I go inside. My girlfriend's like, oh, how's it going? I'm like, not good. And she's like, oh, okay, didn't know you were in a bad mood. So I go, I take a two-hour nap, and uh, I ended up getting the pictures off the GoPro, and I sent them to Kyle, and uh, he just, he like, I sent him a long message, and he skimmed over the message, and he heart-reacted the photo and thumbs up the the text message. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I just didn't text anything back. What a dick. (laughs) And about four hours later, he texts me. He's like, I just reread the messages. He's like, all I saw was I hooked into a big fish, and he's like, so I heart reacted and I liked it. And I was like, I was waiting for fish pictures. And he's like, and then I read further into it and I saw that you lost the bait. Way to go, jackass, or something along those lines. Yeah. And I and so that's just a running joke between us. Like he'll be like, Oh yeah, if I give you a bait, are you gonna fucking lose it on a fish? And I'm like, dude, that was a one time thing. Like it's not gonna happen again, I swear. Like, hey, let me pay you something for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was the one bait I've that somebody's given me for free. And then after that, I'm like, no, I don't want any more baits for free because if something like that happens, I'm going to feel absolutely terrible. And he, he didn't even tell me he was giving it to me. He, he sent me a bait to give away and there was two baits taped together. Yeah. Asshole gave me this bait for free. So, and yeah, I was trying to be nice and go catch a fish on it. And I fucking lost it. I'm like, this really comes down to you, Kyle. (laughs) Dude. No, it is like Buka did that to me one time. Like he, uh, he sent me one. And I'm all fired up to throw it, go out there, and the first big fish I get on it, freaking break it off in its face. 
and and that would that goes back to the line issue I was having, you know. And so I switched, and I haven't had any issues. But there are times when you don't retie enough, you have to retie. Yeah, I lost a Chad Shad that I very much valued. Had cut a lot of big fish on it, and it would sink. It would sink at a little faster rate than than the you know the standard ones. And uh, sank this thing down. Said that I just caught an eight and a half, or you know, whatever, an eight on it. Yeah, did retie like an idiot. So I go out there. I'm still fishing it all day, and I get it was probably like a six or six and a half to eat it. And I, I was lazy and didn't feel like going for the net. And there was momentum, and I'm like, I can swing this fish. <laughs> go to swing it. Pow! I'm like, fuck. And there went my coveted chad shad you know oh. so i had to do some hunting online whether it be universe or underground to find another one i did and uh was able to replace it but it wasn't it wasn't cheap and it wasn't nice damn man that, you know? that's that's freaking brutal um it, it happens though like i mean you make mistakes you make dumb mistakes and you learn from it like you yeah know, you, if you catch a big fish freaking retie yeah, exactly. And that was like fish, fish in the river system. I got super good at retying. Like every probably 10 minutes, I, I'd start to retie now, which was super nice. It definitely helped me. You know, What keep, knot are you tying? Uh, sometimes I'll tie the San Diego jam. Sometimes I just tie the regular improved clench knot. Just, just depends on whatever I'm feeling usually. I've gone to a San Diego jam for everything. Yeah, I oh. I had to I had to dick around with it for a while to make sure I was confident in it. Like I have one of those uh, Yeti, I want to say it's like the Gambler, like one of the thirty-two ounce bottles, and it has like that hooked uh, hook top on it. And I tied the San Diego Jam knot with paracord probably two hundred times, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna tie this on my TK. Let's see how good I actually am. <laughs> Dude, just do it with do it with fluoro. So like. When you I, do I it, like what, what Matt and Tim from Tactical Bassin told me, because uh-huh. they, they were, we were fishing together at the time that I was having some issues and they're like, well, what line are you throwing? I'm like, I'm throwing a Palomar and like, dude, you're burning your line. Yeah. Right. And you know, he, and I'm like, well, I researched the, the San Diego jam because that's what John Cruz likes to throw. And you know, I'm kind of, yeah. you know, I kind of favor what he suggests. And uh, he's like, dude, but do it like this. So like when you, and I wrap mine six times. Yeah. So, like I'll put it through and I'll wrap it six times. And then I'll put it up the line, but not too tight. But what Matt told me is like, just put your fingers on the wraps when you're closing them and it makes them perfectly uniform. Huh. Then wet your line yeah. and slide it down gently and then cinch it tight. I've had zero issues since then with fluoro. Yeah. And it's perfect barrels every time. No issues. But once again, to each their own. Yeah. But like like gleaning shit from that circle, right? Right, yeah. And being in the industry for a while and the circle is, I mean, fuck, it's it's special, (laughs) you know? But like when you can glean stuff off Matt and Tim and John and all these other dudes, it's it's really cool to kind of put all that together and kind of make your own thing out of it. Yeah, for sure. 
there was something I wanted to ask you. Uh, oh, um, before we before we close it down for the night, you you've gotten to mess around with the Spro Chad uh, Chad, right? Yeah, yeah. So so talk about that a little bit because you've gotten to fish the the resin Chad Chad and the ABS yep. one now. What's so, what's some stuff you like about it? So Kevin's a buddy of ours, and um, I I filmed that. I, I did that TV show that's coming out in the spring, Fishing University, with uh, Charlie Ingram and Ben Ballou and all that. We went to Lake Moomaw in Virginia. No um, shit, dude. My buddy fishes that lake. He's talked about yeah. it a couple times. So I'd never seen the lake, and I've never caught a smallmouth on a swim bait. And uh, we could only fish the Spro Chad Shads. So we we show up to Lake Moomaw to film this TV show. And if I don't I mean if you've never filmed a TV show, it's a lot of buildup for a very slow release. <laughs> so uh we did a we did a like a career day thing with the high school kids on Friday that I totally butchered. And uh then we filmed Saturday and Sunday. And so, and we had a couple local guys that we knew that were missile guys or whatever that had been catching fish out there and they were showing us around and it, it just didn't, being a swim bait guy, like it didn't fit for me. And how I ended up there is, is Spro called because Kevin uh, from KGB couldn't make it. Okay. And Spro called me because I guess I was the only other guy that they knew well that new shit about swim baits yeah yep and i'm like dude i'd be honored to go like are you sure you know so uh it was me and john cruise with ben and charlie and so i was in ben's boat and we go out and you know we're fishing deep and i'm like man this 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 particular bait the only bait we can throw is not necessarily a deep bait he, and he looks at me and he was like, man, what, where would you prefer to throw this? I'm like, we need to find something shallow. Er. Um, that we can, we can move this bait around. Like this yeah. isn't a wide gliding open water bait at the end of the day. Like you can make it do things, but, but in my opinion, once again, you know, it's a shallow water cover choppy kind of bait right. so uh, we run up a creek and uh we the wind was blowing down this creek and we found some secondary points with covered in stumps and i'm i'm running the front of the boat i fire out there and i'm just slow i was trying to chop it never got bit which is which is a big thing with a lot of these baits like fish it different ways you know yeah so like you can chop it you can slow reel it, you can bump it occasionally, but alter your retrieve. These fish wanted to ambush it, just a slow, steady retrieve. So I see the stump, I fire out there over this point, and I wasn't watching the live scope. He had a 32 transducer, and I wasn't a fan, so I, I told myself I was just fishing. Yeah, right. Because it, it didn't didn't look good to me so i fire over this point i'm reeling this bait back real slow and ben asked me and this show hasn't aired yet but he asked you exclusive, exclusive content right here everybody 
he's like, bro, you got him. And I, I'm like, the fish hadn't ate the bait yet. Yeah, yeah, he was watching it. He saw this big fish run up, and then I lean into it, and it was my PB smallmouth. Oh, it's shit, dude. 5.65 pounds. Damn. On the new Spro Chad Chad that's not released yet. That's freaking gnarly, dude. And I was, I was fucking tickled. <laughs> yeah. That ass. And then we proceeded uh, in our boat to catch 17 and a half pounds worth of smallmouth on the new Spro Chad Chad. And I'll leave a little bit to suspense, but I got me some cool ass trophies on my mantle. Damn, dude. That's freaking so sweet. I had a blast. And it was my it, literally my first time throwing a swim bait for smallmouth and caught my PB and ended up catching 17 and a half pounds of smallmouth on film for a TV show on a lake I'd never seen before, which gave me a ton of confidence doing what we like to do you and me right yeah on places we've never been for a different species of fish like the shit works everywhere right yeah you just take it takes a little time to figure it out but it can be done right that's so freaking badass to hear that's so sick so that bait that bait is it pretty similar to the resin version or does it is it a little bit different it is so like they, uh, I took, I took the, the couple baits that I had, obviously I got to keep them from the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, went out with Aaron and, and McKee. Yeah. I saw that <clears throat> last weekend and, uh, Sid from Spro, he calls me up. He's like, bro, did you, were you just giving me love or was that like legitimate? I'm like, bro, we caught the shit out of him on it. You know, he's like, oh, badass. That's awesome. He's like, what do you think? And I'm like, dude, it, it runs, it runs truer than a handmade bait i believe that it's uniform they're all made the same they're all made the same and so the in the hand they feel a little heavier Mm -hmm. because resin is going to be lighter without the weight and they're all they're like resin baits are all individual but the coolest thing to me is these baits from spro they're transparent yeah the trout the one that you uh, posted nope. when you guys went out this last weekend that's a badass color that clear trout so that style was the threadfin color oh okay but the threadfin color for me they've just recently stocked a bunch of threadfin in this lake that we're fishing oh they they were all over it so they're blowing yeah. up and you fire that thing out there and they ate it and i put I put the, uh, I did a bad thing because Spro and Gamagatsu, but I put the swim bait underground hooks on it and like it was stupid. The Damn. sink rate was good. The swim of it was good. Um, I have zero complaints and I, I kind of, I've got a bunch of the OG Chads that are great and yeah. they drop a little better, maybe depending on the bait. Uh-huh. But if you're looking to get into this, you cannot go wrong with a fifty to sixty dollars pro Chad Chad. Oh like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought when I saw him. And I'm gonna have, like, I've got a bunch of the OG Kevin Brightwell. You know, let I, the, I'm a huge Legend fan. Yep. And I love the Chad Chad, but there's definitely a place. Like, there's no reason why I shouldn't own six or eight freaking <laughs> pro Chad Chads. Right. 
and if you you take a buddy out and he wants to cast one into the rocks, rock on. You know. <laughs> now, right. that with my OG Chad, absolutely not. Yeah, <clears throat> but you're welcome to throw the spro. And it will fish just the same. It weighs the same. It fishes the same. It's got probably a, a more consistent action just because it's not a handmade bait. Uh-huh. But for clear water, the colors are transparent, which is more natural in my yeah. Damn, man. That's crazy. I'm glad I'm glad I remembered to bring that up while while we were still here. Yeah, no, that was that, that was a good unintentional plug. Um but yeah, man. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about while we were here? Man, I, I, I think we covered a lot of, a lot of bases. Um, oh, yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> it, uh, and we, we, we've shot the shit for a while and probably said a bunch of stuff that nobody cares about too, but. Oh yeah. Um, shout out any, any brands you want to, or any guys you like or work with or this, that, or the other. Man, other than, I mean, like I said, my, my, sponsors right yeah, uh, yeah peter boats is my only sponsor and uh yamaha outboards um absolutely badass boats and if you have any questions about that feel free to contact me but um missile baits obviously is is the way i feed my family and uh you know support your local independent dealers and if you if you need things that you can't find, ask them whether it be missile or swim bait stuff or whatever. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> ask these guys. Cause like they're, they're the local guys that are feeding their families. And there's a lot of families that are being fed from independent dealers. And then, you know, I mean, you know, your online guys are great. Um, but like, you know, Leviathan rods is, is a sponsor of your channel sponsor or whatever. Yeah. But I uh, can't say enough good about that. We've already done, I think, two absolutely shameless plugs for those. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Eric's a good dude. Um, ah, as far as swim baits, I like to throw. Yeah, go for it, man. I mean, the the KGB stuff, the new Spro, we, we covered that. Uh, Keith at Black Talon, who makes the donk, is a very good friend. Jason at Phony Frog, um, Vic at Swim, you know, Fish Everything makes a badass bait. It uh, it kind of boils down to what you can get, you know. Yeah, it, exactly. That's really that's really what it comes down to. It, it, that's what's crazy about the swim bait stuff. It's like, man, what do you like? Well, I mean, it's a lot of shit you probably can't get, but you know, but support those guys. That they're they're they're. They're independent dudes that are pioneering this craft, you know, whether it be yeah. Hinkle or, you know, if you want to go into the JDM stuff, you know, Depths, mm -hmm. uh, ERT, big fan of their stuff. But, I mean, that's a little different. Um, uh, Take Clutch Swim Bay Company is coming out with some really cool shit here lately. Yeah, his stuff is pretty badass. I like the his stuff, too. I really, really like the OG. Um, the darter is cool if you're on herring lakes. Um, it is it is a bait that is designed to chop. Yeah, it, it yeah. has any straight swim. It does not straight swim. It's not designed to swim straight. It is designed to chop. Mm -hmm. 
and I feel like they need to do a little more marketing as far as that goes to educate, yeah, to make sure people know. If you buy that bait, it does not glide, but it chops like crazy. Um, the and uh, he sent me some prototypes of a big gizzard they're coming out with a clutch that I'm kind of you know giving feedback for them to dial in. That's awesome. Uh, I've caught fish on it, and it's something that people will see soon. Uh, trying to think of what else. That's that's yeah. Hell, I don't know. That's what I've been doing here lately. So what's uh what what's the Instagram for people who don't already follow you? On mine, it's Byron underscore Childers. Perfect. Um, kept, YouTube, Facebook pages, anything like that. You got any? Man, I've, uh, Facebook is Byron Childers. Um, not too hard to find. <laughs> Missile baits. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're coming up with some missile. I'll, I will say this missile has partnered with a couple of different companies here lately, like robo worm to do. A I collab saw that. I saw that. And we recently partnered with hog farmer Ooh. on spunk shad colors for the guys that throw a lot of chatter baits. Yeah. The spunk shad is a badass chatterbait trailer. And we've, we've got six missile colors that are coming out. Uh, to match the jackhammer preferred colors, and uh, I will, I shouldn't, but I will tease this. We are working on a jig, ooh, that will appeal to every trophy hunter. Hmm. Every every dude that throws swim baits will want this jig, huh? And that's all I'm. Uh, that's all I can say. That's all. Yeah, well, you guys, exclusive content here, man. You guys, if you guys, if you guys listen to the whole show, you guys are getting getting good yeah, stuff. Yeah, if you right listen here. to the whole show, you've earned that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, trying to think of anything else. Uh, I want to thank Byron for coming on. I mean, he didn't have. Oh, to Oh, dude, do it. it was a blast. I was honored that you asked me to do it. Yeah, I was excited when you, when you said, "Oh, I know your show." I'm like, okay. That I was means- excited. You 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 messaged me honestly. Like I, I was like, I, I was like, I've either said some you. shit that he heard about that he didn't like, or he listens to the show. I'm like, so I texted you. I was like, oh, is that a good thing or something along those lines? No, dude, I listen to your show on the way to and from the lake. Like that's when oh, I yeah, man. do my podcast. That and the X22 report. So hell yeah, man. Um, so yeah, a- if you guys if you guys don't already, make sure you guys follow Byron and. All those companies that he was listing, Clutch, KGB, Missile Baits, uh, Phony, Fish Everything, all those guys, Skeeter. um, Trying to think here. When you guys are listening to this, probably right around the time that I, like, officially drop the uh, the Scales and Tails Shops Tour logo. It's getting made right now while we're recording this. Um, Still a couple days left to buy the December giveaway sticker. I'm doing the uh, Flag 255 and Trout and then the Rob's Custom uh, Trout Glide giveaway. Um, I already got the January sticker in. Well, I can't believe I said January. It's crazy to think that this year's already almost over. Done. Yeah, I know, man. It's crazy. Um, so you guys still have a couple days to buy that. I'll probably do the drawing this Friday when you guys are listening to it. Or maybe, I don't know. I got to look at what the actual dates are. Um, like I said, if you guys are looking for a new rod before the next season, before season rolls around, obviously Leviathan scales 20, get 20% off. And I think that's about everything. Oh, make sure you guys follow the Scales and Tails Instagram page, Scales and Tails underscore podcast, as always. And 
If you guys don't already, make sure you give it a good review on uh, on your listening platform. We're at 49 reviews right now currently on Spotify at a 4.9 average. So maybe maybe we can cross over 50 reviews here here before 2023. But if not, I don't care. 49 reviews is pretty crazy in here. Plus, Apple has like another 40 or 30, high 30s like that. So that's pretty cool. But like I said, I want to thank Byron for coming on. I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to everybody next time. See you guys.